I, Dr. Emmett Brown, am about to embark on an historic journey. What am I thinking of? I almost forgot to bring extra plutonium. How did I ever expect to get back? One pellet, one trip. I must be out of my mind. What is it, Arnie? Oh, my God. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! Who? Who? Who do you think? The Libyans! This is the Scuba Guys. I am Chris. Here, my co-host is, is Josh. Hey, Chris. Uh, you know, earlier today, I ran into somebody, and uh, he gave me a break, right? Because he was pretty mad at first, like he was going to fight me. And then he said, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, so um, this is The Scuba Guys, uh, this uh, podcast where we deep dive into movies, finding the glorious uh, secrets deep in the, the depths of the movie and presenting it to you. As you may have noticed from uh, Josh's kind of a quote there. My, mine wasn't, it wasn't as direct. It was a little, a little bit of a, you know, not, not pointed quote. Yeah, no, but it definitely, it, it definitely is referencing to our movie, uh, which is Back to the Future. Back uh, to the Future, Morty. Yeah, kind of a big movie. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's, so it's based on Back to the Future is based on the cartoon Rick and Morty, right? It was made based on that. Yeah, well, I mean, with time travel mixed in there, anything can be anything. So yeah, <laughs> It doesn't matter that Rick and Morty came after. It's actually based on it. Uh, so Back to the Future, uh, if you, you've probably heard of it, but if you haven't, um, it's about a character named Marty McFly. He's a, a typical American teenager of the 80s. He's accidentally sent back to 1955 in a DeLorean time machine. And then during his time back there and his amazing trip back into the past, he uh, meets his parents and has to make sure that he keeps them together and make sure they fall in love so that he can exist. And then also find his way back to uh, 1985. You've seen this movie before, I assume, right, Josh? That's exactly what I was going to bring up. So tell me what you think here. So I'm sure I've seen it. But within Mm -hmm. the past 15 years, to which I could remember, never watched it. When I watched this movie, since we've talked about it, it feels like it was the first time I've seen it. Wow. Okay. Dang, that's uh, that's awesome. I'm excited because uh, I was worried you'd seen it quite recently. I will tell you, for me, I've seen it at least like three or four times in the last calendar year. No I've watched way. this movie over a hundred times. It's one of those movies for me. So this reviewing here, uh, did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I liked it. Uh, there were a lot of good jokes in it, which you know I always appreciate. I love um, Doc Brown. What's his name again? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yep. Uh, I love Christopher Lloyd. I think he's super funny. And a lot of times throughout this movie, it just I really just saw Uncle Fester. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. I just saw uh, Uncle Fester a bunch of times. But uh, right. yeah, I think, in, I think he's super he's funny. Uncle Fester he, in those movies, of course. Uh, yeah. And then Adam Family movies they made in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Christopher Lloyd since you're the one. He brought him up. Uh, he's in dozens of different things you could have seen him in. Of course, all three Back to the Future movies. He uh, is also in another Robert, Robert Zeke, Zemeckis movie, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He plays the bad guy in that. Dr. Oh, Doom. Yeah, or not the guy Dr. With Doom. The dip. Yeah, Doom. Uh, I don't remember his it's name. It's not Doctor. He's he's the guy who yeah. dips uh, the the tunes. I don't Judge know why. Doom. Maybe he uh, 
he has prosthesis on or something, right? Yeah. Uh, that, spoilers for uh, Who Friend Roger Rabbit. So yeah. Okay. Years, you know, um, it's he does have a weird face because he's actually a toon who's wearing a mask, dressing oh, up like right. a human. Yeah. That's and at right. the end, yeah. it's revealed that's, that he's a toon. That's what was weird for me, I guess, because yep. right now I was like, oh yeah, he was in that. But yeah, he's in dozens of other things. Uh, he was in the TV show Taxi. That was one of his earlier things. Uh, that that's a great show, and his character's great in that. Um, he was. I remember. Sorry, real yeah. quick. I remember from Taxi. Uh, there's a clip that I watch. I show people all the time. It's hilarious where he's trying to get his license at the DMV. Yeah. Have you seen that? So he uh, probably he's trying to fill it out. Right. And he's like, what's your name? And he's like having trouble filling out literally every single question. He, they ask him, you know, like, are you colorblind? Whatever. And then he's like um, drug abuse or mental retardation or something like that and he's like oh god that's a tough one like he has to, he has <laughs> to, choose. to choose one yeah. uh, it's great. super funny though man and then uh after that he's like come on man you gotta hurry this up so you can take the test and he's like i thought this was the test <laughs> yeah that's it's a really great, good yeah. clip though uh, but yeah a bunch of other movies of his include like uh clue um and then some more recent ones like he did a rent a kid which is a weird one where he works for an adoption agency it's it's an interesting movie uh and angels and outfield where he's a dead oh, guy yeah, yeah. helping people cheat at baseball i already talked with uh that football or basketball movie what was that um, one called uh six man i think six man yeah how i yeah. don't enjoy angels helping people cheat at sports but uh anyways uh yeah, Christopher Lloyd, he stars as Dr. Emmett Brown in this movie. The original choice for that character actually was uh, John Lithgow. No way. I can see that. Yeah, but he was I, not I, able to do it because I don't of think he, I don't think he would have the same zaniness so much. Yeah. I mean, he is he is crazy, but I don't think he would match. Uh, I don't right. think he'd match Christopher Lloyd's. So anyways, uh, another thing I want to bring up before we got into the movie is the director, Robert Zemeckis, and the uh, his co-writer, which is Bob Gale. Robert Zemeckis, if he his name doesn't pop into your brain, I assure you, you know him. He did movies like Romancing the Stone. He did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which we mentioned a moment ago. Um, he did the other two Back to the Future movies. He did Forrest Gump, uh, Contact, Castaway, The Polar Express, Flight, um, and more recently he did Welcome to Marwin and the witches, and then he's doing the upcoming Pinocchio remake. So he's ah, a Pinocchio. Pinocchio, don't tell you lie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's gonna Barbara's Max is gonna show us a small fake boy grow a nose. All right. Is it gonna be animated or like a live action mix? Or I think it's supposed to be a live action one. So wow, it's part hey, of all Disney's remakes. So we don't talk about movie news here we talk about old movies that we've watched not necessarily yeah. old but movies that are already released De definitely yeah so so let's go back to that robert zemeckis uh he actually had some trouble making this movie because he threw the idea out and um had the idea since at least 1980 with uh, bob gale there but they had difficulty making it because he had a few failures uh movies like used cars and i want to hold your hand movies that did not make money and he then got his hit with Romance in the Stone, which made him able to then make this movie. So you said but, that this movie was, or the, the movie itself is based in 85. When was it released? It, it, yeah, it's released in 85 as well, but he started oh, with the idea in 1980. In 1980. The story goes that Bob Gale uh, saw his father's yearbook and flipped through it and saw that his dad had been the class president of his senior year. And Bob Gell, when he was in school, his class president in his grade was a bully and he, they hated each other and fought. And so then he like thought, what if I had been in school with my father? Uh -huh. Would I have liked him? Because I hate my class president. My father was a class president. And so that kind of like conceived that idea of like, what if I was in high school with my, my father? And that got wow. the whole thing rolling. So that's awesome. And then the one other thing I want to bring up was uh, our star, uh, Marty McFly. That's 
Michael J. Fox, of course. You you know Michael J. Fox. Uh, yep. Everyone knows Michael J. Fox. He's he's a, a national treasure. He almost wasn't the main character of this movie. They chose an actor named Eric Stoltz. He doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. Eric Stoltz. He's been in some things here and there. He was in Pulp Fiction. The year before Back to the Future came out, he was in Mask, which is a movie with Cher where he wears prosthetics and has a weird face. Really? Oh, yeah. I remember I remember seeing pictures of the Mask guy. Yeah, he plays Mr. Mask. I don't know the character's name. Uh, <laughs> we'll call him Mr. Mask. Uh, but they had Eric Stoltz uh, actually for like five or six weeks of filming, and they realized it just wasn't working. Um, and this was after they weren't able to get Michael J. Fox in the first place. The funny thing is, Michael J. Fox didn't know they'd tried to get him. He wanted to be in a big movie. And so he was in the movie Teen Wolf. You ever see that one? Yeah. The werewolf one. Mm-hmm. He did it while one of the cast members, I believe the one who played his mother on Family Ties, was pregnant. So they had a break while she was pregnant and had her baby. And he went and and made Teen Wolf. At one point while doing Teen Wolf, he actually, they were in a gym filming the whole like basketball scene in that movie. And he saw some scouts come in who were scouting for locations uh, for a Steven Spielberg film. And he's like, wow. oh shit, that would be amazing to be in a Steven Spielberg film. Not realizing those guys were scouting for scenes for Back to the Future. Wow. Which was a film that had been offered in his direction, but he didn't know because the runner of Family Ties was like, no, you can't have him. He's already That's been in bullshit. Yeah. So anyways, so yeah, they did Eric Stoltz for a few weeks. We're like, this isn't working. They went back and begged for Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox found out, read the script, and was like, this is amazing. So you might notice that a lot of Back to the Future takes place at night. And that's because he was filming Family Ties during the day and then filming Back to the Future at night. Yeah. And I mean, film days typically take a long time, don't they? So they changed the setting of the movie specifically to work around the actor. Uh, I mean, there was already a lot of night scenes, but yeah, it worked out that there was a lot of night, more night scenes so that he could film there. Story is that they had a station wagon with a mattress in the back so that he could sleep on the way from set to set and from set to home. So (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, yeah. So he he ended up in the movie and I think he's amazing, uh, you know, for his role. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really liked it. And I think uh, I agree with you. Um, my, seeing Michael J. Fox, especially back then, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Funny thing is, he was 22, but he's still like easily. No way. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, he's got a weird young face. Um, I think that's all the preamble I had before we actually get into the movie. Do you have any thoughts before we jump in? No, I think I'm ready to go. Okay, let's jump in. All right. Let's so picture this. In. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I said opens up on clocks right a bunch of clocks ticking yeah i remember i saw felix one felix the cat one i was like i had that before yeah i I guess everybody at one point in time probably had that right yeah i believe that one actually was a ripoff i don't think they actually gave the felix cat company any money i think that was a ripoff oh gotcha it was just one that looked similar yeah uh and then you see this like kinetic set um that's what i'm gonna call it anyway yeah rube goldberg machine and then yeah whatever that is and uh, you see uh, Doc or Brown Mansion destroyed on a newspaper, yeah. and then uh, a radio turns on, and then all these things kind of connect to each other, Rube Goldberg style, mm-hmm. like you said. And then it leads to a can opener, and then it pours into uh, Einstein's bowl. Right? It says Einstein on the bowl. Yeah, that's the dog's name. Actually, by the way, uh, the brand of dog food they used wouldn't come out of the can. So off screen, as the camera's panning, there's a dude with a blowtorch heating up the can. So no it, way. So it'll be melting over. Yeah. The stuff would pop out of the can because oh, okay. otherwise it was just sticking to the can and not falling out. So uh, that's when we're introduced to our main character, Marty. Mm-hmm. And he comes in asking where Doc is. He asked the dog, right? He asked Einstein. Hey, yeah. Doc? yeah. Uh, so 
story is that that actually isn't his feet because they only filmed what they had to with him. So that's just someone else walking in and then they voice over with his voice. Weird. Yeah. A lot of the scenes, they try to cheat as much as they can because they didn't have much access to Michael J. Fox. You know, I was thinking uh, on the skateboard scene that we'll get to later, Mm -hmm. how it looked like it was a different person, but obviously it was because it was a stunt double, but it was probably a stunt double for a different person initially. (laughs) Right. Uh, Uh, So anyway, he has a skateboard. You see a plutonium case that says handle with care. Yeah, I love this whole early scene. How much story is like already there? Yeah, you have the plutonium case under the bed. Um, the TV or the radio pops on and talks about the uh, Toyota 4x4 he wants you know, uh-huh. later in the film. The TV pops on and talks about how plutonium has gone missing. Then you see the plutonium under the bed. There's so many little story bits all thrown in there immediately. Yeah, like little Easter eggs that they give you. So th- this is kind of a movie where you have to, aside from listening to Scuba Guys, so you already know ahead of time, Yeah, these are, this is a movie that you have to watch twice just so you better understand it. And I think that's always good, right? The, they force you to go back and be like, wait a minute. Oh, there's all these things that I missed. You know, it's a lot better than just a one yeah. continuous story. Uh- People who've listened to this uh, show probably have already noticed that I love the the Chekhov's gun kind of concept. Stuff that's put in place that is going to pay off later in this, uh-huh. in, in the movie. And Back to the Future is the masterclass movie of that, of every single object seen in the movie is going to play off later. Yeah, that's just good writing. Yeah. That's probably why, you know, five years later they made it. They probably spent some time writing that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he plugs in his guitar and it's strangely small for me. I don't know why. Did it look like it was weird? Like, yeah, small it was a strange model. And then he yeah, has I, a huge speaker. Yeah, I <laughs> love, by the way, that when he's flipping all the dials and whatnot, you don't immediately know it's uh, for a guitar because it's just I mean, flipping dials and switches and stuff. So it looks yeah. like weird and stuff and then uh he blasts himself away right yeah <laughs> yeah with that giant speaker that cartoonishly giant speaker like you said yeah. uh, and then he he has that bell phone thing that rings and it's dot calling him saying marty we gotta meet at 1 15 in the morning oh, wait right. did he he said it like that too right 1 15 in the morning i guess yeah, it's not redundant like... never mind i was gonna complain about something because <laughs> i hate when people say like 6 a.m in the morning but he didn't right. say a.m in the morning he just said 1 15 yeah. in the morning. never mind oh you're good and then all the clocks right all the clocks. What happens with the clocks? I they totally missed that. All of them go off, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Let's see here. He leaves equipment on. See oh, right. Yeah. He left all his equipment on. Where's Einstein? Oh, Einstein's with me. He's safe. Yeah. And he's going to Twin Pine Falls. Twin Mall. Mall. That's what it says. Yeah. I, I wrote this in haste. You can tell. <laughs> I'm glad my only one does bad notes. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. You do do that, huh? Yeah. Uh, then the power of love song song comes on, and that's the burr, first time burr, here. Burr, you, burr, you, burr, you tend burr, to hear burr, quite a bit on there. Uh, he puts his Walkman on and starts riding a skateboard. Yep. Uh, did you ever have a Walkman, by the way? Uh, you know, I it wasn't Walkman branded. I had a tape player that was portable like that, but it was bigger and bulkier because it was not a Sony Walkman. It was a generic branded one that sucked. Oh, gotcha. It had no anti skip or anything like that, or or not anti skip. I guess that was the disc players, but it sucked. I don't ever think I had a tape player. I think it was only cd yeah i i did it's terrible i wasn't cool enough back then <laughs> uh so he goes to school and a girl stops him we find out that that's his uh his lady friend right girl that yeah, he jennifer likes. yeah jennifer yeah. um yeah so she uh by the way is played by um claudia wells when i talk about the eric stoltz originally being marty mcfly uh-huh. he also had a, a different female protagonist who was because uh eric stoltz is about five inches taller than michael j fox and that woman was that was supposed to be his Jennifer is Mallory Hardin. Do you know that name? Doesn't sound familiar. Was she? Did you ever watch The Office? Oh, I love The Office. Wait, the which one? Uh, the 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 American one. Yeah, 
I, I guess she's it. in that. I I don't watch The Office, but yeah, if you want to look her up real quick, you can maybe tell me who she is in that. I... Mallory Harden. Yeah. Mallory Harden Brooks. Maybe that's her married name. Maybe. I did not write down her character's name there. I was hoping you wouldn't be like, oh, I know that person, but I don't. Uh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Melora Harden. Oh, Melora Harden. Yeah, yeah. She played okay. Jan. She played Jan Levinson. Okay, yeah. So she showed up later, but in Back oh, to yeah, the Future. Oh, yeah, she is pretty tall. Yeah, yeah. Back to the Future, she's supposed to be the equal to Eric Stoltz there, but she actually never showed up to set. She was fired before she ever actually was able to act because they wow. were like, hey, Mike J. Fox is five inches shorter. We can't have a tall lady. So they got rid of her. That sucks. Yeah, got Claudia Wells. As you might be familiar, Claudia Wells is replaced with Emily Shue in Back to the Future 2 and 3 because uh, she didn't come back for them since her mother uh, was diagnosed with cancer and she chose to uh, take care of her mother instead of acting. So wow. like her, her acting career started with Back to the Future, an amazing movie. And then she had to put her acting career on, on hold and never really got a career again. So yeah, it was Claudia Wells, but plays Jennifer. But I think she's pretty good as Jennifer here. I think so. But you mentioned Back to the Future 3 and I barely just watched one. You're skipping way too far ahead, man. You oh yeah, yeah no. I'm just saying. <laughs> The actresses are placed after this movie. So, all right. Um, so anyway, she says that he's going to be in trouble if he's late. And then uh, he said, mentioned something about Doc because um, he was saying, right, like, ah, uh, oh, Doc's going to be. I don't remember. He says something about yeah, Doc. Doc Doc's and clocks she, were twenty five minutes late. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then she said, uh, "You're not hanging out with Doc Brown, are you?" And she says that he's dangerous and he's a uh, nutcase. She doesn't say that. Oh wait, wait, no. The uh, you're right. The uh, the principal what's his Strickland. Name? Principal Strickland. Strickland. Yes. Yeah. Uh, says that he's dangerous and he's a nutcase and calls him a slacker just like his dad. Yeah. And he says, he, no McFly ever amounted to anything. Well, history is going to change. That's probably oh, yeah. That's right. there. Yep. Uh, and then he talks about, um, it's Battle of the Bands, right? That's what they talk about? Uh, they, he wants to um, be the band at the school dance. That's right. So, That's yeah, right. so they, they try out for it. And we, we're at the scene where they play the music, right? Well, I think it's still him talking to the principal for a minute and he says, okay. again, your father uh, never amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley, whatever. Right, Still basically cool. saying, and he repeats a few times that his dad's a slacker. He says yeah. slacker like 10 times. Yeah. And that he's, he's like, you're a slacker. And yeah, I know McFly. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Circling's a real So asshole. yeah, they, they end up going to uh, the Battle of the Bands. You hear Power of Love again. Yeah. Uh, so those judges there, um, there's the four of them, right? Sitting there. The one with uh -huh. the bullhorn that tells him, I'm sorry, you're just too darn loud. Do you know who that is? Uh, I don't recall. You're going to have to tell me. I don't really remember. That's a guy named Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis. And oh, Luke, who wrote Huey Lewis in the Power of Love. Okay. Yeah. He, he wrote Power of Love and also wrote Back in Time for this movie. And then he, that's his cameo is playing this guy who complains about him being too darn loud while playing his song to him. I mean, so, that's pretty cool, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. He was worried about that hurting his image because he's like, I'm Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis the News. You want me to be this nerd who thinks music's too loud? But yeah, nobody really realized it was him. And then uh, we see, uh, what's his name? Goldie Wilson as the mayor. mayor. Goldie Wilson, yep. Mayor Goldie Wilson. And I wrote that down because I was like, this is probably going to be important. There's probably a reason <laughs> why they mentioned this. Heck yeah, you know it. And then uh, who says, I don't think I'm cut out for music? He says that, that right? He does, yeah, because he's like, she's like, you got to send this tape off to uh, the record, you know, recording studio. And he's like, no, I'm just afraid of rejection, blah, blah, blah. I, I, maybe I'm just not cut out for music. And she tells him, no, you're really oh, good. Uh huh. And then at one point in time, he says, you sound like my old man. 
right? Uh, he says, he says, I sound just like my old man when he says that, you know, maybe it, I'm just afraid of rejection. He, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he says that. He's yep. afraid of rejection. Uh, I remember at one point in time they say, uh, get out of town. And I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a real dated. Uh, yeah. Very 80s sort of thing. Saying right there. So in this scene, he's like trying to like kiss her and stuff like that. Right. And uh, I would never have done that. Like up on a freaking park bench in the middle of town. I, I was too shy as a teenager. I would be like kissing my girlfriend and whatnot there in the middle of town. We'd be like hiding somewhere to kiss personally. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just going to do it. Like, save the clock tower, lady. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to kiss the, my girlfriend in front of the UK. Yeah. And that's what I, I wrote down too when they talked about saving the clock tower. Again, talking about stuff that's put in place there for later, right? She has that flyer for him. Oh, yeah. Is it about the. Is that the, the lightning tower. flare? Yeah, that's about the lightning striking the clock oh, tower okay. and uh, tells you the exact time it got struck. It's going to be very useful in the past. So so he has that he's paper, <laughs> in the, right? In the future past? Yep. <laughs> Later in the past. <laughs> yeah. And then he, um, I remember it showed like a back of a green police car and I was like, what the heck? Was... Yeah, that's a weird one, right? Uh, dude, police cars look, used to look real weird and cartoonish. I love watching old movies and these like blocky old uh, police cars there. I do also like that when her dad pulls up, that's a, an Eagle. I used to love that car that her dad's driving. It's that weird. I can't remember the brand, but yeah, Eagle is what they're called. But uh, he pulls up and then he kisses Jennifer in front of Jennifer's dad, who's there to pick uh -huh. her up. So, yeah, it's just it's like I would again, I wouldn't kiss my girlfriend in front of her father. Yeah, no way, yeah. you know, that's, but, that's ballsy right there. Yeah, He does. They, they kiss. So I didn't even do it at my wedding. I was like, no, your dad's right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, that's a little far, but... No, thanks. Uh, and then we see Biff, right? That's when we're introduced to Biff. Oh, uh, yeah. So he goes home. The car's wrecked, right? That's the car yeah. he's going to go out to the lake. Because he talked about how he's going to... They're going to go out to the lake together and whatnot. And he lied to his mom and said, oh, no, I'm just going out with the boys. Because he knows that his mother would get mad if he goes out with a girl. Uh -huh. So, yeah, he goes home. That car's wrecked. Biff's a complete asshole. Yeah, he's um, saying that there was a blind spot and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I speared, spilled my beer when I got in the wreck and stained my suit. Who's going to pay me for a yeah. new suit? <laughs> it's like, yeah, And then uh, the dad just keeps apologizing, just being like yeah. a, a wuss about it, right? Yeah, that's and, uh, Crispin Glover, by the way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I wrote. I was like, dad's such a weirdo. Crispin Glover, man, that guy's mm -hmm. so weird. I remember yeah. hearing him from uh, Willard. Was it Willard? I believe that's the, yeah. that's. And he's also in um, Tim Burton's... Alice in Wonderland. Is he okay? I have not seen that. I'm not much of a Burton fan. Yeah, he's like the right hand man to the queen. You're gonna make me watch that damn movie. To, to the Red Queen. No, I won't. I'm probably not. I know because I, I <laughs> we like got a Crispin lot Glover. of stuff to watch before that comes around. No, yeah, Crispin Glover's great though. He plays he hands his character up in the creepiest, weirdest way, but oh yeah. But he's yeah. creepy on his own, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but here we are again. We have setup. We have Biff telling him that, you know, hello, McFly, and hitting him on the head because uh, you know, treating him like a complete dummy, and then uh also making him do his his paperwork, right? Uh-huh. It's like type and, up my, uh, my paperwork. Biff takes his beer from him and calls him a butthead. Yeah. <laughs> What you, what remind, it it definitely reminds me of Home Alone saying butthead as many times. <laughs> right. Very 80s thing there. Uh, he also uh, says, say hello to your mom for me. Again, le setting up the thing of like, oh, he has the hots for, for Marty's mom. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, that's when I found out that Marty needed the car, um, but it got wrecked. And then uh, there was, it, it's a cake. I think Uncle Joey's coming. Yeah. Back, uh, so right? 
Uh, yeah. So, well, 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 before that, they have the the setup of the whole dinner scene there. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Crispin Glover pours out like a whole bunch of uh, like fiddle faddle kind of stuff into a bowl. Do you see that? It, he just dumps a bunch out of a box into it and then is snacking on that. And that's because there's a deleted scene where to show that he's such a pushover, uh, some little like Girl Scout tricks him into buying a whole bunch from her. And so no he has way. a whole bunch. Yeah, they delete that scene because they're like, oh, we have the idea of him being a pushover with Biff already. We yeah. don't need the scene. But that's why he's eating all that there out of the bowl is that he. I, I guess, I mean, I see that we see a lot of him being a pushover specifically with Biff. But if he was just a pushover in general, you could see Marty lose some of that respect <laughs> right. by watching his dad yeah. do that. Uh, I have a thought with all that, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, but yeah, then uh, Uncle Joe Bird or Gel Bird, eh, Gel Bird Joey there, right? With the cake. That's whose cake it is. But yeah. he missed parole again. Yeah, because he's always in jail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and well, again, that'll lead up to something later, right? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the mom talks about how she never chased, right? I never called a boy or sat in a car with a boy. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Sat park in a car. Boy, that, yeah. that, that's an innuendo, right? Uh-huh. Sat in a parked car. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to go sit in a parked car for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she's she uh, earlier Marty mentioned that he thinks his mother must have been a nun because she's yeah. always against all that. So, yep. And then uh, he she says, uh, if grandpa hadn't hit him with your uh, hadn't hit him, you guys would have never been born. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, again, all of this dialogue is then going to be paid off later in the movie. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I just thought it was really weird that Crispin Glover, the way he laughs at that TV show. Yeah, uh, he's he's emulating the honeymooners laugh. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but that's what he's Jack, watching. The Jackie Gleason, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. We we'll talk he's, about that later. Okay, yeah, he's emulating that laugh while watching it. So, so then she also talks about the whole enchantment under the sea dance and yada yada yada, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, "What, right, George? You remember that?" And he's just like not even paying attention to her. She's like telling her love story. He's like so aloof, and yeah, he's like, "I'm trying to escape here, lady." Yeah. Uh, Watching these scenes, it's kind of depressing because, like, she's pining for this love that she had 30 years ago that obviously she realizes was all a lie. At least that's how I observe it, you know? It was like, okay. you know what I mean? Just like her being like, yeah, I fell in love with this guy, but look at this schlub over there throwing fiddle faddle in his mouth and watching this dumb TV show from that Girl you know? Scouts forced him to buy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Marty's surrounded by losers. His brother is mid 20s working at fast food restaurant living with his parents still his sister can't get a date like it's kind of a depressing scene going on there his dad is a complete pushover yeah his mom is an alcoholic you see her freaking doing booze there yeah so it's a real shitty life he has going like people around him yeah dude i would never do booze never (laughs) (laughs) are you doing booze back there (laughs) your age is showing chris You youngins doing booze? Right. Back in my day, that wasn't legal. Had to go to the, the old speakeasy. So, so uh, he wakes up, Doc calls him, mm-hmm. uh, and tells him to buy a video camera, right? And, or bring and, his camera. Or yeah. bring your camera yeah. and stop by the mall. Uh, so he uh, he skates to the mall. Well, so I was going to say, Marty is sleeping in his pants, and that sucks sleeping in jeans. You ever accidentally fell asleep in jeans? Oh, not accidentally. I was on vacation recently. I slept in uh, jeans because I didn't bring my shit to my dad's house. It's still uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, man. It, it, it hurts. So anyways, yeah, he, he skateboards. In, just in a little night skateboarding through town. Yeah. Right a into uh, Twin Pines Mall. Twin Pines, you say, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then um, we see... I think we see Einstein first, don't we? And then um, we see this yeah. weird, like, container... 
that uh, opens up. You see all this fog, and Doc backs out that De DeLorean that we talked about last week. The Heck DeLorean. Yeah. Right? Are you implying that I made another connection to the previous week movie? I think um, we've I think we've kind of consistently been doing that kind of dun, stuff. Dun, dun. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, it's amazing that he can back out. The the truck is full of all that fog, and then the DeLorean is full of all that fog, and he backs out perfectly. He's a really good driver. He is. I mean, you, I guess you kind of just go straight back, though, right? Sure, but geez, I still, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, the the DeLorean. Should we talk about the DeLorean real quick since it's here now? Yeah. Um, originally conceived in 1980, they were thinking about doing a fridge. Um, what? Yeah, as the time machine because. Uh, oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought you were talking about the people no. who made the DeLorean thought no, they were going to make no. refrigerators and then we're no, just like, fuck uh, it, let's make cars. No, yeah, they were going to do a fridge <laughs> with like a nuclear explosion. The fridge would be lead lined. All the concepts there was like in place, right? Uh, luckily, they realized the fridge isn't very cool. They were afraid kids would try to climb into fridges. All that. Can you imagine how stupid that would be? If he's like, Marty, come to my house. And then he's just like, go in the fridge real quick. He's like, what are you talking about, Doc? I'm like, right, I'm going to lock in. Uh, and then uh, the DeLorean they used, they actually had three DeLoreans. They had one that dri for driving around. They had one they called the hero car, which was like the showpiece for them to show close up and everything. And they had a third one that they had chopped up into pieces so that they could have him like sitting in it and then have the camera there. And so they yeah. could show any angle of like the chopped up car so they could always have the dash or whatever. One of the things I was going to say is this will come up in a moment. The speedometer of the original uh, DeLorean only went up to 85. No so way. They, they used a fake speedometer. It's all a lie. They put a new speedometer that can go up above 80, 85 because wow. it's kind of important for the car to go faster than 85. And they had three of them. And they had three of them. Yeah. The, the show one. one. All right. <laughs> Actually, sorry, one other thing is the DeLorean company actually went out of business in 82, three years before this movie came out. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, they only made cars for like three or four years. The guy who was in charge of it, John DeLorean, did a bad job, didn't have much money, um, got caught up in like a cocaine smuggling operation and uh, got arrested <laughs> for it. It went bad. But yeah, it was defunct in like October of 82. So, but DeLorean was still a cool car, so they still used yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's really the first time you see those doors, don't you? Uh, those butterfly doors, maybe in like Ferraris or Lambos. Yeah, Lam I think maybe a Lambo. I'm not sure though, but yeah, those doors, they're cool. That, that's a badass car. Can't oh, can't yeah. park in a parking lot though. Open oh, those yeah. doors, <laughs> scratch yeah. up the sides of the cars next to you. <laughs> we'll go find one. We'll find a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he starts to record Doc, and Doc's mm -hmm. saying he's doing a temporal experiment, experiment number one, and uh, he um, puts the dog in there. Yeah, right? Einstein. Einstein. He syncs up the clocks with Einstein, and then uh, he takes out this remote control to start driving the car. By mm -hmm. the way, Einstein, that dog looks like the same dog from Married with Children. Okay. I uh, when I see it, I think of an IMDb for pets. We should right. make one. Probably. Wow. Uh, all every dog you've seen in a movie is probably dead. Um, <laughs> that dog reminds me of like the Shaggy dog. I don't know if you ever seen okay. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's uh, the same species. Like the Shaggy DA thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go to the sequel that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one where the dog punches the dude in the face. You ever see that clip? Nope. Oh, it's a great clip. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so he he puts Einstein in the car re with a remote control. Yep, he drives it, and he says, uh, "When this baby hits eighty-eight miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's very dangerous and not safe with it. He has a miner with him, and then he freaking drives the car directly at the miner, and the the parking lot's wet. Uh -huh. Like, you sure it's going to hit 88 miles an hour at the right time? Like, you sure the surface is good and everything? 
I think it's dangerous. I think this is unsafe and unacceptable. Well, didn't we already learn that he was a nut job? <laughs> yeah, he is. Marty's just, voluntarily being a part of this stuff. In, in an alternate, in an alternate universe, uh, the next morning, the people who work at them all find a uh, a dead guy and a dead kid both ran over, and then a DeLorean crashed into the <laughs> freaking mall, also a dead dog in it. And they're like, we need to fucking get Columbo, dude. A right. dog just murdered a, a man and a boy. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened here. All right, all right. so um, what the fuck do you mean Columbo? Like the uh, crime family? No, <laughs> what well, are you talking about? Columbo was this uh, TV show starring Peter Falk where he solved when? crimes. What uh, year? But- 1970s <laughs> from it started in like 66 or something holy like that. shit and, and, how am i supposed ended, to get that reference it <laughs> ended in like 2003 he did oh, it for like okay. 40 years no i have Columbo's no idea fucking amazing oh well that's why i never heard of it okay <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i seriously don't know what the hell that is so, so anyway the car disappears there's those flame tread marks on the floor right which is awesome. yeah which uh um, by the way that sped up because they uh they did the fuel and everything but it didn't burn fast enough like down the line they wanted to so they just sped up the film to make that look gotcha. cooler and uh marty asked where the hell they are and then doc says not where when the hell are they yeah when the yeah. hell is he yep. i said yeah. i said it close enough yeah <laughs> yeah and for him it's instantaneous none of that i want so I actually i like that because a lot of other time traveling mach- movies have them like travel through like a wormhole or something like that and they show a whole sequence and uh they're like no fuck it it's instant it's a split second yeah. Not this weird, like traveling through the, the tunnels of time or any bullshit like that. Cause I hate that in movies. Yeah. Like you're, you're not going through some magic tunnel. No, it's just immediate. Uh, so he asked, he asked him at one point in time why he chose uh, the car or the DeLorean. Yeah. And he says, if you're going to build a time machine car, might as well <laughs> do it with style. Hell yeah. Yeah. Plus the still body helps for the uh, time distortion. Blah, That's blah, right. Blah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the car reappears and yeah. it's and almost murders cool them car. again. Yeah, they almost, they almost die again, like twice because their man, manslaughter almost occurs. And then uh, we see that the car's super cold because he he's about to touch it, or Doc mm-hmm. goes to touch it, and he's like ah, and he's like too hot, he's like too cold. Yep. And then uh, yeah, we see that inside the dog's fine though. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when the do- when the car's driving around the parking lot, you kind of see it at a distant shot. They had to have a dude in a dog's suit, a dog costume, because the dog wouldn't sit still. So They did not. Yeah, just for a couple of shots. like for. Uh, can so. you tell? No, I watched it like freeze frame, and I can't tell. So, uh, that'd yeah. be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can see like hands, like regular <laughs> hands. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Doc starts fiddle-faddling with the, uh, the dials and stuff, and decides he wants to go back to November 5th, 1955. Why does he want to do that? Because... That's when he came up with the idea for the flux capacitor. Yeah, he slipped he on fell his... and he hit his head on the toilet yeah. or something like that. And then uh, he had the dream of the flux capacitor and yeah. he wants to go back. At... Why? Why, though? Why does he want to visit himself when uh, he... he doesn't? He's just typing in times. He's like, you um... go see. You could see uh, the uh, signing declaration, you know, 1776. Yep. And he's like, or you could see the birth of Christ. And he types in December 25th, 000. zero, 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 yeah, who's born on Christmas, 0000, the year that doesn't exist. Okay. But then he's like, and here's another letter date of, of time in science. And then he types in the, yeah. Hold on, though. Wouldn't 0000, wouldn't that be like uh, AD? I so guess. he would have been he would have been dead. No, no. Uh, okay. Time. Uh, it's 
before Christ is BC. AD is a Latin term meaning after or in the year of our Lord or after our Lord exists or something like that. Basically oh, meaning like gotcha. after his birth. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, right? Because there shouldn't be before Christ and then after he died. We're not going to have a 33 in the gap. middle. Yeah, what happened yeah. in those gap? <laughs> we don't Never talk mind. about this 33 years. Uh, don't maybe freaking do a Jesus lesson. I don't, I don't. Jesus. Jesus. All right. So anyway, he remembers uh, that this used to all be farmland back in 1955. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that there was a farmer that would breed pine trees. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, the, and then all of a sudden he turns around and he's like, oh, they've, they're coming for me. And he's like, who? Libyan nationalists. Because, oh, we skipped past that. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he asked if it runs on high, uh, what, high octane gasoline or something like that. And he's like, <laughs> right. no, I need something a little bit stronger. And he says that he uses plutonium. Yeah, and he but the system's still electrical, but it run needs a nuclear um, reaction to give the 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, gigawatts. Or gi- it is gigawatts, not gigawatts. Yeah. Um, so the reason why he says gigawatts, by the way, is uh, Bob, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis interviewed a scientist about it to make sure they did the science good. And that scientist said gigawatt instead of gigawatt. So that's what they used was gigawatt. Wow. So what's the correct way to do it? Gigawatt. Oh, okay. That science scientist wasn't very sciencey. Whoa, calling him out. So anyway, he said he was building the uh, Libyan nationalists a bomb, mm-hmm. um, and instead he sold plutonium and put random knickknacks in there. I remember. What uh, he yeah, said. he he did a bunch of uh, pinball machine parts. That's right. And, pinball and gave him parts. that, and, st- and then kept the nuclear plutonium there. So he was going to try to go twenty five years in the future. He also said that he forgot to uh, take extra 30, thirty years. Extra... Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I thought 30 years was later on. No, it's going to be 30 years. Okay. All right. Continue on. I wrote 25. I was wrong. Um, And then he, uh, he, um, let's see. Oh, he talks about how he forgot extra plutonium. What am I thinking? The Libyans come in and start shooting. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's a part where they're next to the uh, little containment unit that brought the uh, DeLorean in. Yeah. And then. They shoot Doc. They fucking yeah. shoot him. You he bastards! Down. He falls that's down what, to the ground. Yeah, Marty McFly screams, you bastards! Yep, and that's where uh, South Park got it. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> and then, um, so Marty hops in the DeLorean, and then um, he's racing away from these guys who are shooting at him. Actually, they were about to kill Marty, too, and then ran out of ammo. And then he yeah. hops in the DeLorean starts racing away. And then he gets up to 80 miles per hour and then bada boom. And I love in that shot, by the way, that they don't show the outside of the car. They show it fully from Marty Marty's uh, yeah. perspective the whole yep. time. And it, it's great. And then and bam, suddenly there's a barn in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And then uh, he's back in time. Yeah, runs into a, a barn, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the family comes out and uh, they explore the barn and they don't know what it is at first and this kid has a little comic book yep. <laughs> and they think that he's like a man from space or something like that yeah um so based off this scene okay I- i'm going to talk about this guy who uh was one of the executives over it and uh he had the idea okay he had a couple of good ideas but one of his ideas was spaceman from pluto was the title of the movie he think thought it should be the title he of this said, movie should have been Spaceman from Pluto. Yeah, so he sent that memo over, okay? I'm, I'm pulling up his name real quick because I can't remember the guy's name because it's, it slipped my brain. But you can, While you're looking that up, I'm just going to kind of talk for a second because I, yeah. can't, I can't really see how this movie would be successful with a name like Spaceman from Pluto. Yeah. And it doesn't even – it doesn't really hit the mark. I mean, aside from them, like the – what these people perceive him as right now as he crashes into the barn, 
nobody else really thinks of him as spaceman from Pluto. Yeah. Well, so how, how does that tie into the movie? Yeah. He, that, so he was afraid that Back to the Future would like make people not not want to watch the movie. They were afraid. He was afraid it would like alienate people. Okay. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and talking about an alien or a spaceman from Pluto would not alienate people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, this movie is a sci-fi movie, but that sounds like a real deep sci-fi movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that was his idea, but he, so he sends this idea over. Okay. Right. And Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis are like, we don't know what to do because this dude is powerful. He's in charge of the money. His name is Sidney Scheinberg. There we go. I had to find it. Like, we don't know what to do because he tells us to do this and he, he's in charge of the money. He's in power. And so Steven Spielberg, who helped produce this movie, wrote back a memo to Sydney and was like, Ha ha ha, that was really funny. We all enjoyed that joke. It gave us a great laugh. Thank you for that enjoyable memo. No way. Yeah, that's how he did back. And the guy never the guy was so embarrassed he never replied again. Because they thought he, they they pretended like they thought he was joking with the idea of spaceman from Pluto. Wow. Um, but to give Sidney Steinberg Scheinberg a bit of um credit here, he did help with the movie with some other things. Like he was the one who helped make Einstein the dog. Before Einstein the dog, their idea was to have a chimpanzee named Shemp. What? That would have been terrible. That would have been horrible. Yeah, they were like, he he basically told them, like, monkeys aren't good. Don't do a monkey. The, like, chimpanzee companion is a bad idea. So, yeah, he got rid of that idea. So, so but yeah, yeah. Spaceman from Pluto is what his idea was. That's a bad title. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, also, did you notice here that the, the doctor's name is, uh, or doctor, the farmer's name is Peabody, Peabody. Yeah. and his son's name is Sherman? Oh, no way. Peabody yeah. and Sherman, like a reference to them because they time travel, right? Exactly. Uh, Peabody and Sherman. Rocky. Hey, Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do they actually meet Rocky and Bullwinkle? Uh, I believe so. It takes place in the same universe. So I think in the cartoons, they meet each other. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've watched Rocky and Bullwinkle. I mean, I threw out a, a pretty good Rocky or a Bullwinkle impression. That was a good I thought, Bullwinkle. I thought, your, I thought your Rocky was coming back. Um, You're coming Rocky. back at me with a Rocky. Hey, hey, <laughs> Bullwinkle, I'm Rocky. No, I <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Great job. Nailed it. All right. So anyway, uh, the dad goes out um, of the barn because uh, we see Marty in his, uh, his suit that protects him from radiation, right? And the dad goes out of the barn into the house and starts shooting because Marty, <laughs> Marty gets out of the car. Dude, and, uh, I, I love that shot of Marty like walking out of the barn and being like, "Sorry about your barn," and then the the shotgun blast in the side of the barn. Oh, next yeah. to him, and he like stumbles back into the barn. It's yeah, he's like what great comedic acting. So they try they try killing him, and then the kid yells something along the lines of that too, like "Shoot him!" Yeah, and he's already mutated into human it, form. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then uh, Marty's like, "All right, I'm enough enough of this, man. I've been shot at twice already, and you know, two different years." <laughs> and uh, so he gets back into the DeLorean and starts driving. Um, yep. As they're chasing after him, he crashes uh, through a, a tree, and the guy yells, "You killed! You killed a pine! My pine! My pine!" Yeah. yeah uh, so I want to point out something. I I understand that you thought that he went to Twin Pine Mall, but I remember not being Twin Pine Mall and being Lone Pine Mall. Um, we'll talk about that more later. But I don't know why you thought it was Twin Pine Mall. <laughs> All right, you're so confused well. there. I thought it was 25 years. I thought it was 30 years. Who knows? There's years out there. <laughs> yeah, no, again, that's one of those references. It was Twin Pine Mall at the start of the movie. Later in the movie, when he, we get back, we'll see it's Lone Pine. The name has changed to the end of the movie. Because he but killed one of them, huh? He murdered a pine. So uh, he drives to this place called Lion Estates. and mm -hmm. Which is where have, he lives later. Yep, and they haven't been built yet. There's a sign saying that the community is coming. They yeah. Built yet. Uh, and then he can't drive his uh, DeLorean anymore. 
Right. Yeah, because it breaks it, down. Yeah, it breaks down. That's going to happen a few times. And then uh, he pushes it behind the sign and then he starts to walk. And then he kind of walks into town because he asks, he tries to like hitch a ride or talk to these strangers. And and that then, old couple drive, don't stop. Like, that yeah, what the, that was so weird. She's was great. that weird? Well, I mean, he's still wearing the radiation suit. So I understand like her freaking out. Like, <laughs> this yeah. guy looks like he works for the military. Don't stop for him. So he, uh, he goes to, he walks by this movie theater. It says 50 cent movies. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, so I was thinking back in 85, it, it, 50 cent movies. They were like, whoa, they used to be 50 cents back then. Like how much do you, how much was it in 85? 85 was probably like two bucks. I bet. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, I was going to say uh, during that scene, Mr. Sandman is playing, which is a great, like, 50 oh yeah, Mr. Sandman. Uh, there's advertisements for Davy Crockett stuff. There's that kid with the spring shoes jumping down the thing. Just a lot of great, like fifties kind of filling stuff there. The Texaco, that car parks at Texaco and uh-huh. four dudes immediately run out to service the car. Yeah. Like, hey, that's, amazing. that's like a, where, where were you recently? Oregon, right? Oregon, you can't, yeah. You can't pump your own gas it, there. It's terrible. Oregon, so, I hate it. So weird. <laughs> yep. Your car uh, will explode. All right. So uh, it says $3.55 spent on in a movie 1985? ticket in 1985. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I mean, it has, I mean, now I just went to the movies. Hey, I went to the movies for the first time recently. What? You yeah. crazy person. Uh, anyways, but yeah, it was like 15 bucks or something now. So money, money, money. Uh, Anyways, he uh, finds a newspaper that a dude throws in the trash and sees it's 1955. So I guess he's starting to believe that he's traveled back in time. Yep. Uh, he gets the newspaper and then he goes to the sandwich shop. The and diner, then, uh, yeah. And then as he's as he's sitting there, uh, you hear someone say, hey, McFly. And then uh, at the same time. Well, so before that, uh, I love the whole thing with him going and going to getting to the, the phone book, finding the address. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then and uh, calling Doc, right? Uh, well, yeah, he's trying to find Doc, but then I, I love the interaction between him and the guy. Uh, him saying he wants a t- tab. Oh, yeah, the guy's like, "You gonna order something or or what?" And he's like, "Give me a tab." And he's like, "I can't give you a tab unless you order something." Fine, give me a Pepsi free. Hey, if you want a Pepsi, you're gonna pay for it, buddy. Yeah, and he's like, "Just give me something without sugar." Or whatever. Yeah, and he gets a coffee. <laughs> uh, so I think it's funny though because now a tab isn't something that people would know. I, I don't know if tab exists anymore. Probably, I don't think it does. I mean, I in, it's been referenced, but I don't. I don't think it's a real yeah. thing. But yeah, and, so yeah, then he sits down there next to his dad. I I love the shot that like he's like rubbing the back of his head, and so is Crispin Glover rubbing the back of his head, like the father son thing there. Yeah, he calls McFly, and then he goes straight to his dad George, to George right? Yep. And then starts talking a bunch of trash, asking about his homework, yeah. um, saying that you know I I don't have time to rewrite it in my handwriting. <laughs> yep. Uh, just like the reports, man. I'm gonna get kicked out of school. You want me to get kicked out of school? <laughs> of like, course not. Yeah, of course yeah. I don't. He takes some time to think about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then um, he gets involved, and then they they're like, "Who's this guy?" Right? And keep calling his uh, life or his vest a life preserver. Yep, yep. There's a quite a few different times where uh, they reference the fact that he's wearing a, that vest. Uh, earlier, the the guy asks him if he jumped ship the the diner. Oh yeah. Vest. If so, he's a sailor. Yep. Uh, and then he's kind of after uh, we get rid of Biff because he says that he's going to do his homework and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll get it to you tomorrow or whatever. And he's like, not too early. I don't I sleep in on Sundays. Yep. Marty's just staring at his dad, like just staring <laughs> at the side of his yeah. face. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to beat me up, too. <laughs> You're George McFly. Yeah. And who are you? 
And then uh, a waiter comes over. I think he's a waiter, right? He works at the restaurant. Janitor. He works at the restaurant. Um, And then he's trying to talk up George. He's like, you got to do something about it. You got to stand up for yourself. He's like, I'm going to be somebody one day. And then uh, night school. And then he realizes, Marty realizes that that's the mayor. Yep. Goldie in the future. And then he's like, you're going to be the mayor. He's like, Mayor Goldie Wilton. Is it Wilton or Wilson? Wilson. Yep. I'm going to clean up this town. Hey. And then the the diner owner's like, well, how about you start with the with the floor? Yeah, and then gives him yep. like a mop. Um, so then uh, George leaves, and Marty's like yelling after him, trying to catch yeah. up with him. And hey, then, Dad, uh, wait, you you on the bike? Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, when he finally finds him, he sees the bike next to a mm-hmm. tree, and then some leaves are falling towards him, and he's like, "What the heck's <laughs> that?" He looks up, and his dad's a freaking perv, <laughs> like using <laughs> binocs up in a tree, staring across the street. My theory is that he's a uh, scheduled perv because he runs off real fast as if he's late for a date. Yeah, a yeah. date to freaking look at Lorraine through the window every morning when her alarm goes off. You know, you know, like you got to do what you yeah. got to do. I guess I don't think he, I don't think that's the first time he's perved on her. Probably not. No, no. he's got that scheduled down. Yep. Which seems like a bad schedule because we're about to find out that her dad comes home. Yeah. <laughs> like if you know the schedule, you should know when the dad comes home. <laughs> so uh, he uh, falls out of the t- tree. Yep. Right? Yeah, and he then, falls and lands on the street. And then Marty's like, whoa, because he sees he's about to get hit by a car, pushes him out of the way, and then Marty ends up getting hit by the car. And then gets mm-hmm. knocked out. Yeah. And then, uh, and then dad just fucking books it. Yeah, well, no, the dad's like, get out here, honey. And another of those damn kids jumped in front of my car. That was confusing because when I said the dad books it, I meant George. George books it. Oh, that dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That yeah. dad. Yep. And uh, then he I leaves do- Marty. I do love that Lorraine's dad implies that he's hit multiple kids with his car. Yeah, another, like, another one, right? He might like, he might be like secretly hiding away bodies. Like maybe their backyard is full of kid bodies of kids. He's hit with his car. I'm guessing that that implies that there were there. Like, it's not the first peeper that they've had. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe Lorraine is being peeped by like the whole neighborhood. Yeah. That's what I'm I thinking. If she's pay- yeah. making them pay for it. Cause her uh, window is wide open right there. That's like the first only fans. She's got to stop <laughs> doing it with the window open. <laughs> 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 Shit. okay sorry that got me close uh, the yeah. blinds man 1955's only fans is just <laughs> some girl getting nickels for <laughs> perfect perfect free so uh they take him inside and then he wakes up and then mm-hmm. he's like mom and uh he hears his mom's voice right yeah and then uh she turns on the light and it's his mom but way younger right and then says things like You're relax so- Calvin, yeah, Calvin but he's Calvin. like you're so you're so thin, thin. Yeah. yeah yeah Calvin Klein yeah uh, and she calls him Calvin Klein because his underwear says Calvin Klein on it she says I've never seen somebody with purple underwear before or something <laughs> like that wearing purple underwear yeah and then uh she, she goes to wear to her pants are and you know yeah. where where's his pants I don't know. I just remember her he, saying that you got to put your pants back on before yeah. my mom comes in. So that's a bit later. But yeah, she's like, my pants. He's like, where are my pants? And she's like, over there on my hope chest. <laughs> like what? <laughs> because she f- wants to have sex with him. Dude. She's hoping that she can have sex with him. I put his pants on her. Hope she's a chest. fucking perv, man. Dude, she is so horny. The she's whole time. The horniest right here. It's terrible. And then, uh, so yeah, the, the mom, um, you could tell that his mom, um, Lorraine, right? That's her name. Yeah. Already kind of has a crush on him. Yeah. And then so her, her mom's coming upstairs and that's when she yells, put your uh, pants back on. Well, he, yeah, he falls off the bed and she's like, Lorraine, you up there because she hears the crash. I do want to say about the horniness, by the way, um, when they first made 
like had this film and were shopping it around, they sent it to different studios and all the studios were looking at like, nah, dude, this isn't raunchy enough. We want things like uh, stripes and meatballs and porkies, like those kind of movies, you know, all those yeah. really raunchy movies. And uh, then they took it to Disney and Disney's like, my dude, we don't want a movie full of incest. Yeah. We don't want yeah. Either. Like you have this mom wanting to fuck her son. Yeah. Like Disney what are you fucking either. talking about? Yeah. So eventually they ended up with universal. But yeah, and Amblin, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's. And Universal company. does not care. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah do whatever. Yeah, we're, you know, incest. You know, I know these people like like Disney specifically to kids and stuff, but we're pretty yeah. universal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, right. So anyways, yeah. He goes downstairs. <laughs> he goes downstairs. Um, He's introduced to his uh, uncles, right? Uncle, uncle and yep. aunt. Yeah. And uh, he sees uh, Uncle Joey. In the, in a crib, and he's like, "Get used yeah. to these bars, kid." Yeah, and the mom's <laughs> like, "We he loves his playpen. We never take him out. He cries whenever we do." Yeah, yeah. So we just, just leave him in there. Uh, you know what I noticed though? One of Lorraine's brothers at yeah. the table. Uh, yep, that's yep. the guy from the Wonder Years. The brother it, from the Wonder Years. Totally, yeah. The older brother from the Wonder Years. Uh, his name is Jason Herbie. Is the actor's name? Yep. And that's the only place I know him from. Is yeah, being the older brother. Yeah, Wonder me too. Years. So. Yep. He looked, it's weird because he looks exactly the same no matter how old he is. <laughs> right. He's like 16 in the Wonder Years and he looks the same when he's like, yeah, what, his eight face years doesn't old change. Here? So yep. weird. And then uh, the dad's real excited rolling in the TV and saying, We, we yeah. can watch Jackie Gleason. That's why I knew the name, by the way. Yep. Yeah, because uh, he sounds TV just like he, he sounds just like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I wonder why that's so weird. Why is there a crossover because there? Because it's, ba- it's based on Honeymooners, uh, man. Yeah, Flintstones freaking stole it, dude. They made an animated version of a, uh, of, I mean, think I about it. It's kind of kind of Marge and uh, Homer too. It's kind yeah, of everybody, right? Set yep, the tone. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, they uh, they're trying to show off their new TV that they got. He said he has mm-hmm. two TVs, and they say yeah. it's impossible. Nobody has two Nobody TVs. Has TV. He's teasing. He's and then lying. He's like, he's like, I've seen this one before. That's where blah 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 happens. And yeah. And the kid he's like, from how the have Wonder you seen year? it? Yeah. It's brand new. I, I saw, I it, saw it in rerun. rerun. What the fuck's a rerun? <laughs> yep, it's great. <laughs> You'll find out when you're older. So uh, once again, having two TVs had to have been like a nod, right? In the 80s, a lot of people had two TVs. Yeah, they, yeah people started getting two TVs in the 80s. I mean, know? I guess now, I mean, I, ha- I have one in like every freaking bedroom. See, we've actually gone the opposite direction. We have one TV in our whole yeah, house. It's all tablets time. and phones. I all, I mean, I, I have tablets too. So I have, I, I actually have more than one in every bedroom. I have an For extra TV. TV. I, okay. have an extra, I have one, two, three, four, five six seven i think i have seven tvs in my house wow yeah i don't know why we just went the upstairs we have one tv in the front room and then the rest is all phones and tablets and shit so wow. yeah weird i i do like here that uh uh i was i gonna say no never mind i had something i was gonna say and i'm not gonna say it now so he's um he asks her dad for directions <laughs> oh yes that's what i was gonna say yeah and then he says uh yeah that's you know right past history or whatever and he's like uh, oh right past that, that's people. Yeah, that's where John F. Kennedy Street is, right? And he's At JFK. Like, yep. Yeah, he's like, who the hell is JF or John F. Kennedy? Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, because JFK wouldn't become president until eight years later. Yeah. So, yeah, it's well, actually, sorry, he got elected like five years later, but yeah. And then uh, he so he's already planning to leave. And the mom's like, I think you are not the mom. Sorry, Lorraine is like, mm-hmm. I think you should. Uh, I think you should stay. Don't you think you should stay? And her he parents are. Agreeing, and she's like, he can yeah. sleep in my room," like, and squeezes his leg when she says it. Yeah, like what the fuck? So he has to get out of there. His mom's his mom's being a little too excessive right now, <laughs> dude. He flees so fast; it's great. And then uh, the dad is like, "Lorraine, if you ever have a kid that 
that like that i'll yeah disown, I'll disown you, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you ever a kid that acts like that i'll disown you yeah he's a moron yep it's great uh so he finally gets to his destination right because he had the address uh he knocks on the door and yeah, doc uh, answers go ahead so i have a theory about this mansion here because you remember what it said at the start of the movie about the mansion right yeah that it was uh destroyed or something it burned down, burned down. i think doc burned it down for insurance money to fuel his research okay Maybe it burned right. down accidentally, or maybe he got cash for it so he could keep doing his time traveling. Um, research. I mean, plutonium's got to be expensive, even Unless if you're uh, at least the at least the trip to Serbia, Libya, Libya. You, I thought you said Serbians, and I said no, Serbia. Libyans, Libyans. Okay, <laughs> I could have sworn I heard you say Serbia. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. Uh, I, I do want to point out here that Doc, every time he enters, he gets an amazing entry. So his first entry in the, the show is walk or stepping out of the DeLorean full of fog. This next one, he opens the door. He's got oh, that big ass helmet on his head, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's like, he's like, Doc, and he's like, don't say anything. I'm going to read your mind and puts that little plunger thing on his <laughs> yeah. head, connects him to it. Yeah. And there's another Coast Guard reference. You want me to uh, donate to the Coast Guard Auxiliary Board? Yeah. He's just because guessing. He's wearing the, he's he's wearing just the guessing a bunch of a uh, bunch of things instead of yep. you know what he's actually there for. So he rips it off. He's like, "I need your help to get back to 1985." Mm -hmm. uh, and then of course he doesn't believe him. Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, if you're really from the future, who's the president in 1985?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Ronald Reagan." He's like, "The actor, Ronald Reagan." And then he yeah. says something I forget. He's like, "Who's his uh, vice president? Jerry Lewis or something yep. like that?" Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, supposedly when. Uh, Ronald Reagan watched this scene. He thought it was so funny. He made him rewind it and replay that scene because he thought it was such a funny joke because okay. yeah, it was talking about him. So, <laughs> of course. So he still doesn't believe him. And then he says, I know how you got the idea for the flux capacitor. Or yeah. I know he got the bruise on your head. It's from the, from the, uh, it's where you got the idea for the flux capacitor. So that's when he finally convinces him, at least enough to mm -hmm. uh, explore the idea a little bit more. And then uh, they drive to the car, right? They drive down yep. to the DeLorean. Yeah. By the way, have you noticed how foggy it is at that scene when they go see the car? Uh huh. The reason why it's foggy is because they actually had to film it in a different location, and there was stuff in the background, like structures in the background, and to hide them, they made it really foggy. Like they gotcha. had fog machines. So yeah, they cheated that way. They're like wow. it's just a foggy night. That's smart. Yeah. So then he shows him the flux capacitor, and he compares mm -hmm. it to his drawing, and he's like, "Oh, I, that's it." I love Christopher Lloyd's acting here of him just being amazed at the fact that like. I drew this and then he flips on the switch and he's like, it worked. It yeah. worked. I finally invented something that works. <laughs> it's Which wonderful. Kind of makes you wonder though, what is their relationship prior to this time travel thing? So you see them get close and they have a relationship, but before this, what's right. the relationship? So, um, in the original draft, uh, like early, early thing, the concept was that Marty McFly was selling uh, bootleg VHSs to his classmates, which uh, Doc was helping him make. They gotcha. dropped that idea. And then uh, I, it's kind of implied that they're just, you know, they know each other. And Marty McFly is just going there to play with the awesome stereo equipment, you know. But, yeah, yeah they don't really tell you. His they're just buddies. Helper. So, anyway, uh, it shows him watching the video uh, talking about 121 gigawatts. Mm -hmm. And I, I spelled it phonetically here. Yeah. So I can 1. say 21 right. gigawatts. <laughs> 1.21 1. gigawatts. Great Scott. And that's when he yells, Great Scott. I never knew where that came from. Is that yeah. where this comes from? Yep. It's that's, from him. That's his, huh? Yeah. Wow. And I love that he runs in another room and then talks to the picture of Thomas Edison. Yep. What Thomas am I supposed Edison. to do, Tom? And then there's uh, some other uh, inventors and stuff, right? You see yeah. Franklin, Ben Franklin and a few other people up there. Yeah, he's a bunch of them. 
Uh, but he decides that, um, you know, and it might be at every corner drugstore plutonium <laughs> in the future, but it's so hard right. to get now. Um, and yeah. he decides that the only thing that could uh, generate that kind of power is a bolt of lightning. A bolt of lightning. Which conveniently is on the back of the flyer. That's oh, yeah. Hand. Yeah, he has that. Yeah. Yeah. We know when a bolt of lightning will strike. And yeah, pulls out that paper. Tells him Great. exactly what time next Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, and then he says, <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the movie where he says, uh, next Saturday, we're sending you back to the future. And he points like at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking perfect. I love when movies say the title of the movie. Uh, yeah it's it's great and then uh what's his name uh, uh marty's like cool i can hang out here for a week and you can show me the town blah blah and uh doc's like no you can't you have to stay in my house you can't interact with anybody yeah it could because it could uh affect the future yeah and, and marty's like the, uh <laughs> and then he looks at the photo yeah because he's already talked to fucking people yep and then uh he sees that his brother's starting to disappear his head's already yeah actually he makes a he makes a comment prior to that right right when he's trying to prove he's from the future he's like you cut some of your brother's hair off or something yeah like that. yeah cut your hair off when he was when he's taking having a fake he, or a doctored he, photo is what he thinks yeah Trickery. but yeah yeah it's just great like the awkwardness of marty being like well i bumped into my parents yeah like, like the one thing you're not supposed to do dude and like no and he's <laughs> like all right well you stopped your parents from meeting so now we got to go intervene and yep. uh, we see we see his dad at the high school now so they go to the high school and then oh, marty God. mentions about how they cleaned it up I really yeah. clean, clean this place. Well, no, it hasn't aged yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love that as they're walking in talking, they just like casually step over bikes. I don't know if you saw that, like walking across the front yeah. of the, the school. Like they don't even like, mention it. They just like still talking and like just walking over the bikes and walking. Well, nobody needs to lock their stuff up, man. You really just yeah. drop it wherever just you know it's going to be there. Yep. <laughs> so we see his dad just getting bullied by everybody now. We're the like, what? Sign. Fuck? what? You know why? And he has a kick me sign on his back. And then uh, Doc says, "Maybe you were adopted." <laughs> yeah, maybe you were adopted. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You're nothing like you're nothing like this guy." Yeah. And Strickland then comes and berates George. You find out Strickland's always been an asshole. Calls him a slacker as well, just like he called uh, Marty a slacker thirty years later. Yeah, previously. <laughs> Time. Yeah, and then uh, they have to introduce the the parents, right? Introduce them again. Mm -hmm. Um, and we talk about again the dances where they first kissed. Yeah, they have that poster there on the wall to make sure that you can see it. Yeah, and then uh, that's when he starts to kind of get to know his dad a little bit more, and he writes fictional stories of aliens, and he's like, what, you had an imagination? <laughs> uh, and then he still needs to convince his dad, so he lies and says, Lorraine likes you. Right? Yeah. To give him this, like, come false, up there. false hope, right? Uh, but he's like, no, she doesn't. She likes that guy and points at Biff. Which yeah, yeah, she'd rather go with him. Yeah, and Biff is over there, like, talking to her, and she's obviously, like, not interested. Like, she doesn't want to be around that guy. And then uh, she's trying to get him to leave. And then, of course, Marty, like an idiot, right? You <laughs> Anything you think about doing, just tell him to do. Don't do yeah. it. Why are you doing Mar it, right? Marty's the hero again. So, yeah, he goes over there, stands up to Biff, and then uh, Biff uh, gives him a freebie, right? And that's what we talked about a minute ago. It was, like, make, like, a tree and... And get the fuck out of here. And leave, yeah. And get out of here instead of leave. Yeah. Uh, that was a quote from a movie called Boondock Saints. Which I've seen that, yeah. Oh, no, no way! Yeah, a long time ago, but yeah. So he tries convincing his dad more, but obviously uh, his dad's still not willing to do it. He just keeps saying no, being a pushover. A he talks again, right, that he's afraid of uh, being let down. The same thing that he said to his girlfriend, to Jennifer. Remember? Yeah. Yep, yep. And now his brother's almost fully disappeared. 
which is not fucking good. So he has to intervene and he thinks about uh, how his dad's into sci-fi and he's like, all right, I have an idea. And then he, uh, we see him put headphones on his dad while he's sleeping. Yeah. And then he's in his, uh, <laughs> he's in his radiation suit and then puts in a tape of Eddie Van Halen playing the guitar. Yeah. And, and just, by oh, the way, that yeah. tape might, yeah, you might notice that tape says Edward Van Halen on it. Uh-huh. And that's because the rest of Van Halen refused to be in the movie. So it's just Eddie. It's not the band Van Halen. Oh, I mean, that's good because he he's one who fucking rips on guitar anyway. It had to yeah. be something that was very electronic and stuff. And that, I mean, that's those sounds went perfectly anyway. So why right. the whole band Van Halen, I don't know if that'd be. Yeah, but and this is where my quote yesterday, or uh, last episode was where the uh, um, I'm Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, did the Van Halen tie to the last week's episode or did the DeLorean tie to the last It was the DeLorean. Whoa, yeah. Van Halen too, though. Remember, yeah, she's wearing yeah, the Van true. Halen shirt. You're right. I didn't think about that. I was just linking up the DeLorean. So anyway, after that, he goes and he says uh, he finds Marty. And he says, mm-hmm. like, I got to do it. I got to ask her out. <laughs> yeah. um, and he can't he, open the Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I love that. He's struggling and struggling with it. It's great. He's just trying, trying, to, he's to, trying twist to twist it. it open. And then he, on the side of that, that's fucking cool, though, man. I wish we could go yeah. back for just like a, a day Those machines explore. have those. Um, my dad had an old Coke machine um, that he had bought, like, at a garage. Or something like that, and it had that built into it. It was very cool. Yeah. So, so he decides to go in there. He kind of forces him a little bit to go into the uh, sandwich the, shop or the, the, the diner, diner again. Yeah. And uh, he sees Lorraine, his shirt's half, you know, hanging out. So he tucks <laughs> it in and then he pushes him and then he goes over to the bar and he's like, Hey, give me, give me a chocolate milk. Yeah. Give <laughs> me right, milk. Give me chocolate. milk. Make, make it chocolate. <laughs> yeah. He is slides that, it over all cool. He takes how a does that chocolate milk? Sip. Is that chocolate milk already ready? Like it slides down to immediately. As soon as the so. order is, it slides like to him. Yes, so. Then as he's about to uh, shoot his shot, Biff shows up, of course. Oh, well, he he goes up to her and says, you are my density. He means Oh, destiny. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, right outside, Marty was kind of like uh, coaching him. Yeah, and he's like writing it all down. It's Yeah, he's so like, this good. is good stuff. I'm going to write yeah. it down. Uh, yeah, so he's trying to read it. He wrote it wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, you are my density. And then he finally gets out with it at the very end, right? He says, I'm your destiny. And then yeah. um, Biff starts some trouble. And then Marty trips him as he's yeah, walking uh, in. I wanted to mention with Biff, by the way, I didn't, I didn't talk about him, but uh, that actor is Thomas F. Wilson. Can I, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. And there's only one thing where a guy even looks similar to him. Is it a uh, Truman show? Is he in Truman show? I don't think so. Oh, I wait, might, no, I could, he might be. I could be wrong. I could be I know, wrong. I'll, I'll I know look. Thomas good. F. Uh, Wilson. Yeah. Thomas F. Wilson. But I wanted to mention the tallest of his goonies, his goons, not goonies, goons. Did you recognize that guy? Not really, but I could have his been tallest goon is Billy Zane. You know, Billy, Billy Zane, right? Name sounds really familiar. Um, you ever watched the Phantom? Mm, yep. Uh, he's the Phantom. Uh, you ever watch, <laughs> you watch Titanic, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays Cal. He plays her oh, fiance. Okay. That's, that's Billy Zane. Billy Zane's amazing. But yeah, he, this is like one of his earliest roles. He just plays this, this goon. Uh, one of, one of his goons are wearing, uh, like 3d glasses. <laughs> 3d glasses. That's great. Right. Yeah. Like, what the make sure you know it's the fifties. I could have sworn that he's in Truman show. I'm going to find it. Okay. I... I'm going to find it. Well, I'm going to uh, keep going on the plot while well, you. <laughs> so he, no, I, I could, I could talk. I'm <laughs> so he's looking, uh, or so he trips, uh, Biff. Right. Mm-hmm. Always then... being the hero. Biff gets up. Yeah, because he's stupid, right? Intervenes. Uh, Biff gets up. He's about to fight him now. And then he's like, hey, Biff, what's that? Tells him to look around his shoulder and then fucking cheap shots him. Mm-hmm. Runs and books it out of there. Uh, he gets out of there. And then these kids are on these little 
toy. I don't really know what kind of toys they are. Uh, so it's that like wooden crates and. Uh, yeah, that was something that existed before skateboards that kind of evolved in skateboards, but they are called crate scooters. Interesting. So that was yeah. a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, skateboards weren't fully introduced until about 1963. So this 1955, he helped invent crate scooter or invent skateboards from the crate scooter. Wow. So, yeah, so he uh, breaks it and creates a, uh, a skateboard. Mm-hmm. And then he's running away from Biff because Biff is now in his vehicle trying to catch him. And everyone's like, oh, what's that Marty kid riding? And, uh, oh, wait, they don't call him Marty. No, uh, Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they don't know what, what he's riding, but he's riding away. And he looks super cool while doing it. Uh, he ends up, uh, is it sketching? It's called sketching, I think. Is it? Um, I, I'm not a skateboarder. Yeah, where always. you're on the, you're like uh, connected to the back of a vehicle and, and riding along with it. Okay. And they're chasing him. They are about to run him over. Then he kind of scoots to the side and they're hitting the car in front, which still drives. Like, why are you not stopping? Uh, yeah, he that truck gets rear-ended and does not stop. It's yeah, so weird. It just keeps driving. It's an NPC, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he ends up uh, letting go. And mm-hmm. then he's riding um, backward now because he's right facing uh, Biff's car. Yep. And yeah, and they're, looked, they're like throwing beer balls at him and stuff. Yeah, he looks behind him. He's about to get killed. Mm-hmm. So he decides to get off his board, run over the car, and then his his board's just chilling right there waiting for him. Hops onto his board. Stunt. So and great. Then, and that's what I was talking about. So that skateboard scene, the like you could clearly tell the stunt double is like way taller than him and like super skinny is like completely so, different. Yeah, some of those shots might be um Eric Stoltz as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I knew I know they used some shots like uh, I didn't mention this, but earlier in the cafeteria, um, when all that trouble happens, some of the back shots are supposedly Eric Stoltz. Like they gonna pay him? Of, um, he got paid out. Like he, he got paid for it. Wasn't there was an issue with Crispin Glover in Back mm-hmm. to the Future Two, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll have to talk about that sometime when we record a Back to the Future Two episode. Right, we're, not, okay. we're not talking about that right now. All right, okay. Secrets. Oh, I'm going to keep my secrets. We should we should call it Back to the Future Two T O O. Oh, oh no yeah that's where the dogs talk right yeah that's uh look who's talking yes uh yeah well, well oh, I, I don't i don't plan now. on covering that one no okay. i don't plan on covering that that movie uh so he jumps over the car they all yell shit as they uh <laughs> slide into some shit. slide into a truck of manure yep and it you know loads up the uh the vehicle and then the mom's being a creeper again doesn't she yell something through the window or something she's like hey, i, I want to get to know yeah 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 I'm going to find out what mm-hmm. color his underwear is today. Whatever kind of weird stuff she's talking about. Yeah. So we go back to Doc now, and Doc's watching the video again, watching it, rewinding it. Uh, he talks about his plan to use the clock tower, and uh, he has that little uh, diorama thing that, that he built. Model, right? dude. That little but model. He's like, I sorry, I didn't go- have time to paint it or build it to scale, but it's yeah. still like super <laughs> fucking detailed. <laughs> I would not be able to build that thing in a month. No. Like, holy shit, it's amazing. Uh, so they decide to give it a, a test drive. He says he's uh-huh. going to act as the lightning. And yep. lets Marty wind up the car. And then as they uh, they do it, the car catches fire, keeps driving yeah. off the table into uh, some oily rags and <laughs> yeah. lights them on fire. Dude, freaking in Doc's reaction there, uh, Christopher Lloyd going, <gasps> when yeah. it hits the, Super the funny. rags, it's amazing. Super funny. Uh, and then there's a yeah, knock at the door. Well, I, I love Marty's reaction too. He's like, you're not really instilling with much confidence here when the yeah. car burst in flames. Uh, so we hear hear a knock at the door and it's Doc goes to look out and he's like, your mom, it's your mom. She's tracked you down yeah. or whatever. So they cover, he says, cover up the time machine. They cover it up. And she asks him to ask her to the dance. 
right, she's right. super forward, right? She's like, no she never sat with a boy or, or called a boy. or yep. Yeah, I don't know about this kind of stuff. So he asks his dad basically to ask her. And then she's like, uh, George the next day, by the way. So he asks well, George he, the next day. Go ahead. He, he hatches that whole plan about the the how he's going to rough her up and stuff. Yeah, because he when he's asking her why she's like, I, you know, I want a guy who stands up for himself and stuff because he even throws George McFly's name out there. And uh, she's like, I want a man who stands up for himself and who's tough and blah, blah, blah. And that's when he hatches that plan and tells his dad to pick a fight. And what happens then? He's oh, yeah, he's like saying, you know, I'm I'm going to be touching her. He's like, you're going to touch her like there. And stuff. he's but, like, no, yeah. no, I'm going to like bra when he says that. Yeah. Uh, so, and then what? what is George supposed to say? I love this line. Oh, I don't shit. I don't remember. I didn't write it down, but I remember he's like, you come in with your line and he forgot his line too. Yeah. That's why I forgot it. Take your damn hands off her. And he's like, you, do you really should think I should swear? Yeah. You think I should swear? He's like, yes, damn it. George swear. Uh, so yeah, he's supposed to save the day. So, uh, fast forward to them hooking up the, uh, the clock tower and they are talking, Marty and doc are talking about how they're going to miss each other and that, you know, mm-hmm. It's going to suck that I can't talk to you about these last couple of days in the next, you know, 25 years or 30 years, whatever it was you right. said. And then he's like, I got to fucking tell you, I got to tell you, Doc. And Doc's I'm like, I don't don't tell me anything about the future. And he decides he's going to write a letter. So yeah. he reads the letter out loud all the way until the end where he says, love Marty. Then he writes, don't open until 1985. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a super funny part after that where uh, he's going to slip it into Doc's coat. Yeah. And a police officer is like, you got a permit for that? What are you, what right, are you doing? Some weather, weather some weather shit, right? And yeah. he's like, yeah, I got it. So in the background, as he's slipping it in the uh, the coat, in the background, Doc's opening up his wallet, like clearly going to bribe this officer, right? <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> like, you know it. Like, that's the only thing he that's happening. He doesn't have he doesn't have permits. You know he doesn't, but yeah. he, he freaking bribes him. So we go to uh, we go to the dance, and you see a band playing at this dance now. Yep. Um, they go to park, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, that band, by the way, is uh, Marvin Berry. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Huh. Wait, did it did it say did it say it at that time? Yeah, uh, uh, the band has like a thing up there that's uh, like on the drum. It says Marvin Berry and oh, the Starlighters. Okay. I think it is. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it at that time. Yeah. So uh, they're playing at the dance. He pulls up with Lorraine, and she wants to park. And he's like, "What? What do you mean you want to park?" She's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm I'm not afraid to park. And like, what the fuck? Uh, And then she has booze and starts smoking a cigarette. And he's (laughs) like, who are you? Uh, And then as soon as she takes her coat off, he's like, whoa, shit. She's like, this is such an awkward scene. I love it. Half her boobs are shown and stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do here. She talked. He talks about. So what is he referencing, by the way, when he's like, you know, you ever want to do something and then you don't know if you should do something. You're like, he's like talking about how he needs to take advantage of her. Like, you have to do something, you know, you're supposed to act a certain way. And yeah. yeah. He he he's like I can't do this I can't take advantage of my mother here this is awkward she's boozing and smoking and has her boobs out yeah so she's like don't you know don't worry about it whatever and she kisses him so she's super forward once again kisses mm-hmm. him he's standing there all shocked and then she comes to this sudden realization that something's a little off it's like kissing my brother yeah which is something you want to hear right yeah the very very great first date so now the door opens and then he's just expecting uh, George to pull him mm-hmm. out and say get your damn hands off of her right right and uh he stands up and it's fucking biff dude it's biff dude so ready to to commit sexual assault biff oh yeah yeah. so they 
punch him and, and rough him up a little bit, throw him into the back of a, a car, a trunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Biff gets into the car with uh, Lorraine. Yep. And then when he gets thrown into the trunk, the black band guys come out, you know, yeah, and the they call, they call him, a, they call him a spook. They call the, the bullies call. Yeah. And I was spook. like, yeah. I was like, Whoa, spook. shit. That's, that's they're, not a good word. They're getting high in there. They, they are smoking the reefer. Yeah. The car. reefer. Hey, we don't want to mess with any reefer addicts. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. So the dad's psyching himself up. George is psyching himself up and he's walking over to the car, right? He has to rip out Morty. So he uh, opens the door and he peeks in and he sees Biff and he's like, ah, shit. Yeah. But yeah. instead of walking away, he's like, hey, hey, put your, get your damn hands off of her. No. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great that George suddenly gets his courage. Yeah. So, so Biff gets out and Biff is out there talking shit and stuff. And he, uh, he still, he was about to back down again, wasn't he? After that. Like he was uh, still being kind of reluctant to uh, follow. No, uh, Biff, Biff grabs his hand and twists his arm. Oh yeah, and then ends up like throwing uh, Lorraine down, knocks then, her on the ground. Yeah, and then he and, laughs. Right, he's just laughing, and yeah. that's when you see George's hand ball up, and then yeah. boom, just delivers him that that great KO punch, knocks him down to the ground. Yep. Now she's super happy and just like she hasn't made out with two guys in the last ten minutes. like hey let's let's go to this dance yep (laughs) so uh marty thinks he's doing the right thing but all of a sudden he sees that his siblings are still disappearing yeah oh so by the way he has to play guitar because uh when they got him out of the trunk the dude stabbed his hand and can't play guitar so marty steps in exactly so now he has to step in and and, uh, play guitar by the way that scene with the uh the guitar and the picture on it they had to do like a big blown up fake guitar with the fake picture so they get the shot correct instead of trying to focus on a smaller picture. So it's like, really, it's like an eight by 10 picture with like a giant fake guitar neck for that close up of the picture there. So, yeah. So he's playing the guitar and then she says, once again, she's like, George, you don't want to kiss me. Are you going to kiss me? He's like, I don't know. And then that freaking redheaded kid comes up. Oh yeah. And cuts in, right? Yeah. And stills her. And, and she's like yelling for his help. And he's like, Oh, well, I guess it's over and starts like walking away. Yeah. He starts being a bitch again. Yeah. And meanwhile, Marty's like vanishing. He can see through his own hand. By the way, uh, the special effects in this movie were done by ILM, Industrial Light and Magic. Uh-huh. And that see through hand p- scene, which looks real bad, they admitted later on, they're like, We wish we could have spent more time on that and made that look better because it looks real bad. We yeah. I was watching it and I was like, Oh, this is rough. You yeah. know, something's about to happen in that hand. Yeah, they they knew they did a bad job with that fake hand. So, uh, but they still play through it, right? They still play through the song. Um, and mm-hmm. it, what song is it? Earth Angel. Uh, Earth Angel. Earth Angel. Earth Angel. Won't you be mine? And then uh, they finally kiss. Yeah, he walks right? up and shoves that red kid over. He falls yeah. on his ass as he gets like, away, and then fuck out of here. Kisses him, and I love Marty like popping back up with the ding ding yeah. as he like hops back up to to full size to continue playing. Uh, uh good. Uh, I was going to say, why Why did he have a picture, by the way, after all himself and all his siblings vanished? Who took a picture of that well and then just like printed it out? And like, uh, why would he have know. that picture, right? Continuity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, then after that song's done, they encourage him to uh, play a second song. Play another song, yeah. And then uh, he starts playing Johnny Be Good. And he Hell says yeah. it's an oldie. Well, not it's an oldie where I come from. Right. And then uh, that's when that line that you talked about or that you referenced anyway, where yep. uh, this, the one of the bandmates or the, the main uh, guy, Marvin, the band, yeah, Marvin, Marvin Berry. 
he he does this classic thing, which I've seen reference a million times, oh, and yeah. I didn't know where it came from. It's from this I Chuck. truly didn't know where it came from. And he's like, Hey Marvin, a it's ch- your cousin, it's your cousin <laughs> Chuck. Chuck, Chuck Berry. You know that new that sound you were looking for? Well, listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Uh so some people have said, like, are they saying that he invented the the rock and roll music? But and same with skateboarding that already existed before he went back in time. So he didn't invent skateboarding. He didn't invent the rock and roll music like that would have existed without him. Yeah. You know, other stuff changed from him going back, but that stuff would have existed even without him having played it. And then freaking Marvin Berry playing it for his cousin Chuck across the uh, phone there. So, and then he gets real crazy with the guitar, all these guitar solos and just being nuts. Right. He freaking kicks over the uh, amp and stuff. It's great. Right. So Chris, I don't remember right after the guitar solo thing that he does. How does it get back to him with his parents in the same like area? I forgot that part. Yeah. So he's like, uh, the whole crowd is like, in shock and awe, just confused, you know, they were enjoying it at the start, but then when he's going psychotic at the end, they're, they're all confused. And he's like, uh, you guys might not be ready for this, but your kids are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids are going to love it. Right. Yeah. And puts away the guitar and then he goes down and meets them by the, the back, like a stairwell or something. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I love the, how weird Lorraine is here of like, George is going to take me home tonight. If that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to park for a while though. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm not interested in you who felt like kissing my brother, but this guy who just saved my life, uh, you know, I'm going to go with him. And then do you remember the, the eight year old rug part? Eight year old rug. Now you have to remind me Uh, when, when he was eight years old, he, burned his parents oh yeah yeah yeah. so so that's what i was going to talk about because he talks about like you got to forgive your kid when he grows old or something like that right yeah if one of your kids maybe burns the rug when he's eight years old go easy on him i just i love that like him like dropping this hint yeah he does the same thing for his name doesn't he uh no uh then she's like marty that's a nice name you know which is weird then why would she wait until her third kid to name them marty like she thought the name was good wait did he hold on so I'm I'm lost for a second. I may have missed yeah. this part because I I was in the middle of going back and forth between watching it and writing down what I was what I was seeing. Right. So okay. did he say his real name? Uh, why, did, earlier, why did she randomly say Marty? It, no, earlier in the movie she had heard his real name because he corrected her a few times when she kept calling him Calvin Klein. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so she knew his real name was Marty. Maybe but. maybe uh, George needed a little bit of time in between. And she was like, let's name our kid Marty after that guy that you made out with. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, she kept bringing it up every kid. And yeah. eventually he fell. He caved in. Oh, the other one's a sister, too. Imagine that. She was like, That's, hey, can we name know. this one Marty? <laughs> so, yeah, um, I love the sequence we go into here, though, of the whole lead up to Marty getting sent back to 1985. Um, yeah. Th- this, this whole sequence there and in front of the uh, clock tower is just beautifully done. Yeah, you get a lot of that pressure with Doc constantly checking the time, right? He's like yeah. so paranoid about it. Yeah, and then of course, of course stuff going wrong. Like it's all lined up, but then uh, you know the cord disconnecting multiple times and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was an important part right there where uh, yeah he gets in the car, like he's ready to drive, and then Doc finds the letter. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, he reaches in his coat pocket and says, "What is this? I told you we can't mess with the future. You don't know what you're gonna do, Marty." <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And he rips it up and then throws it away, of course. Yeah. And then that's when the tree falls and unplugs the freaking cord that they yeah. need connected for him to go back in time. And then I'll just tell you. And then, oh, yeah. Has to, <laughs> has to come up there. Uh, so at Universal Studios in California, they had a Back to the Future like experience. Yeah. And... Yeah. It was like a big 3D. It wasn't really 3D. It was kind of like a, 
a concave screen that they projected on, so it felt like you were surrounded by it. Oh, did you ever I go on that it? one? I so I did one where you sat in the DeLorean and flew like through volcanoes and dinosaurs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing. Okay. But the screen that it was projected on was this big concave screen. In oh front yeah, of yeah. So it looked like yeah, and then also they had this thing where you sat in a theater and they had the clock tower there, and they chose chose someone from the audience to be um, Doc. No way, I don't remember that. Yeah, and my dad got chose. Right, I'm like probably about 10, 11 years old. My dad got chose and went up there, and they have him stand there right in the center of like the clock tower and the lights flash and the whole thing flips 180 degrees, pulling him behind stage and having like a fried out dock there, like statue in his place. And I remember just being like, where'd you go, dad? That was amazing. (laughs) Like pull him back there. That's crazy. Cause I had a similar experience at universal. There was a Shrek one where you go and see like, (laughs) you see like Foley artists. Did you ever do that one? (laughs) No Shrek, huh? Yeah. So you go see Foley artists. And yeah. you know, you know, Foley artists are right. They're the ones who yeah. make all the crashing noises and stuff. Yeah, in movies. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so there was one where they got volunteers for people to do the voices and stuff, and they dubbed it over, and then they had Foley artists. Um, anyway, my dad was a part of it, and he okay. went behind this uh, this screen. So you saw like the outline of him with the headphones and stuff. You just saw a shadow, basically. <laughs> nice. And then something came and attacked him, and like his, he had like sunglasses on top of his head, and like the glasses fell off and all this stuff. But it wasn't okay. really my dad. Right. But we were like so convinced like he was doing that stuff because like even the glasses <laughs> fell. We were like, what? But yeah, that's, that's crazy that we had like this, a similar experience yeah. at the same place. Yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. Those those interactive uh, theater stuff. They're, they're yeah. great. That's when I decided I wanted to get in the film. I, mean, yeah. so, I haven't done anything yet, but, you know, <laughs> one of these days. Right. So earlier we talked about how the Loring Company wasn't great. Uh, they yeah. had a lot of problems. Um, the car notoriously broke down and had issues so that happening in the movie repeatedly is uh-huh. kind of true to life oh so, like when he's like rrr, rrr, come on and like hits the steering wheel and all yeah that stuff. so that happens here in this last sequence where the car breaks down when he thinks everything's gonna go great but again i, I love like the tension jumping back and forth between doc and marty here doc they're trying to to fix the t- uh the cord and marty trying to get trying to find a way so yeah do you think that uh slamming on the steering wheel to get the car to start that was like the blowing in the video game back then <laughs> right it's like yeah. a special it's trick com- that worked it's complete bullcrap it just made you feel good and sometimes it works <laughs> sometimes it doesn't i, 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 wonder- I love here that marty gives himself 10 minutes yeah because he needs to go back 10 minutes earlier so he could tell doc right that's the biggest yep yeah I, why only because- 10 minutes I know that's the fucking stupidest thing because as we know, right, you get transported to where the car is at the time you go back. So where's the shooting compared to where, uh, where doc is going to, or where's the shooting compared to where they are currently? Well, I mean, he probably was planning to drive there because after he gets back to 1985, the car immediately breaks down again. Yeah. Again. So so then he has to skateboard there. But I, I also love the sequence though when when the time travel happens and Doc like celebrates like in the street just screaming to himself Yahoo woo and waving his yeah. arms and stuff right. It's a great acting from Christopher Lloyd just being this weird eccentric guy. Yeah, I think we experienced another uh, crazy upper body strength thing just like we did in your last movie when Martin yep. Short was hanging from the side of the uh, <laughs> the truck. Like, how right. long is Doc going to be hanging from the uh, Dude. from the clock like that? Yeah, I no way. Um, and I think and prior he, prior to getting emails, by the way, I'm pretty sure he honked the horn and it got started. He didn't just hit the uh, hit the steering like, wheel. Yeah, I think he hit the steering wheel and like honks when it happens. Okay, but, I don't, I don't uh, want to get I don't want to get any more hate mail. <laughs> right. So so we get back to 1985. Car doesn't work. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, you saw the old dude who's like crazy drunk driver. Oh yeah, the uh, homeless guy on the on yeah. The bench. He shows up in the next movie, but we'll oh, talk okay. about that Spoiler. if we ever watch Spoiler. that one. Well, that's a yeah. thing to look forward to, right? There you go. Next time we uh, visit Back to the Future. Uh, uh, but yeah, so like you said, the car won't start. And now he has to get all the way back to the uh, Libyans, right? Huh? Because the Libyan the band passes by. Isn't yep. that Libyans? Yeah, yeah, it's Libyans. Oh, it's great watching I, the band. Because I said it, I said it wrong earlier, so I thought I said it wrong again. I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> this is a Billy Joel all over again." Oh no, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he he follows them on the skateboard, and he gets all the way there, and he's running, and then what does he see? What well, he see? what 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 mall is it that he ends up at? Oh, I you know I didn't look at the title. I figured it was the same one. No, it's the Lone Pine Mall. Because, like you said earlier, he crashed into the tree. Yep, murder one of the tree, so no longer Twin Pine. It's now Lone Pine. That yep. bastard. But you bastard. He, he gets there at the perfect time to watch Doc die again. He didn't really impact the, the future that much, though, because that guy still ended up owning a mall, right? Right. Ascendants uh, did. You, you know, that's kind of the weird thing is, like, we'll see things. I mean, that's that's the problem with back to, with uh, time travel in general is kind of trying to get this balance. But some things we'll see later, he changes drastically. And other things, he does even modify even a little bit. Like, he doesn't stop Doc from getting shot by Libyans right there, specifically how he gets shot. But he completely changes his family's lives. You know, like, it's weird, right? Yeah, so we see Doc get shot, and then he sees himself. Right. Right? And then now he's running from the Libyans. And then we see from, like, a different perspective of what that chase looked like. We see an yeah. outside version of him time traveling instead of inside of the car like we saw earlier. And then we see the Libyans. And did you see what they fucking had? The rocket launcher? He had an RPG. Yeah, yeah it's He's amazing. chasing after this guy <laughs> with an RPG. Just going to blow, just completely decimate him there. Yeah, just ready to murder a child, you know, as you do when you're a terrorist. So anyway, after that whole thing happens, I think uh, after he disappears, the the Libyans run into this booth kiosk or wall thing, or yeah. kiosk. Yeah, and they blow up. It's like one of those five-minute photo things that are no longer <laughs> yeah. around. And There's a lot of chemicals they, in there. Yeah, they blow up, and then he runs to Doc. And then, what do we find out? Doc did read the letter. He taped it back up. I read the letter, Morty. Yeah. I gotta stop. Uh, I had it good earlier, and now it's just <laughs> declining. By the way, I love that. I, I wonder if Morty's like letter he wrote, like while I was like running away, I noticed that you only got shot in the chest, so a bulletproof vest will be safe. Don't worry, you yeah. won't get shot in the face as they fire multiple rounds into yeah. you. Because he just said he got shot, right? Yeah. Like, good thing you didn't get shot in the face, huh? You'd yeah. Still be dead here, like. Oof. It's like it's like Dumb and Dumber. Wait, what if I got shot in the face? <laughs> What's on a bulletproof vest? Because he read the note. And so then he's able to still go travel into the future. But why Why did he read the note? I think it was, isn't it the same thing you said about the, he, I figured, what the hell? Or something yep, like Exactly, yeah, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, he, yeah, it, throughout the Back to the Future films, all three of them, Doc does a lot of waffling on like, and the importance of the time space, space time community, well, space time community. Can, and then he like doesn't I'm, continue can, to continue to continue continuum continuum. <laughs> like, what are you? What a continuity <laughs> space time continuum. Uh, but he's worried about the space time continuum sometimes, and other times he's like, eh, whatever. You know, yeah, I'm just gonna have like, sex with this woman in 1885, have some children right. with her. But so yeah, I wrote it, down. I, I hope I didn't get the date date wrong this time. I wrote down 40 years in the future. 30, 40. 30. Why? What? I okay. swear, this is like Mandela effect stuff, man, because I hear it and it, I write it. It's really simple. 30 years in the past, 30 years in the future. I don't it's know. I wrote like 25 years and 40. I don't know. 
I don't know what's I, going on. Maybe I'm know. watching a different movie than you. <laughs> so he goes to 2015. Yep. Uh, did you notice, by the way, when he drives off here to do it, it does off screen, has flashing lights and the noise, but you don't actually see the cargo? Yeah. That's because by that point, they'd run out of budget. And they're like, this is a lot cheaper just to, to have flashing lights off screen and uh, than to uh, actually. No way. Because it was car. like the front of his house or something, right? And it was just like right off to the left and just. Yep. Yeah. So that, wow. that's how they save some money. So. Yeah, they didn't have to. Uh, worry about I all mean, that it was trouble. smart. It was implied. They'd done it twice already. Everything was implied. Yeah, right? you don't need to see it again. And then uh, after that, Marty wakes up, right? I mean, uh, it he, kind of flashes him waking up. Yeah, he goes, goes into his house and doesn't notice anything different. And then, yeah, he wakes up. And he's like, whoa, that was a weird dream. And then uh, he goes out and his family's all fancy. Yeah. Yeah, he says, what the hell is this? Yeah. And his brother's like, breakfast? Yeah, and then like his brother's dressed in a suit. Like, what the fuck are you wearing a suit for? <laughs> I always wear a suit to the office. Yeah, like what? You know what? The crazy thing though is they're well off, but they're not that well off, right? Why do the why do those? I mean, those are clearly adults, right? The children. Yeah. Why yeah. are they still living at home? They're not like that well off, right? Yeah, unless they like leave their houses and come over there for breakfast, which would make so. any sense because his parents weren't there. You know, like they're off playing tennis, like. Yeah. You wouldn't come over to your parents' house to have breakfast and then have your parents not there when you do it. If you have it's your just own a house. sibling thing, but Morty's late waking up. Yeah. In reality, it's Morty. just Morty. Yeah. And Morty. Morty. Sorry. That was a Rick and Morty uh, reference from earlier. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, no, it, uh, but it's because they want to make sure that you can see his family and see how they've changed. So Yeah, not only did they change, though, but Biff is all nice, waxing the car and everything. What the fuck is that about? Biff is such a tool there, right? Now, Biff... I, Biff, don't try to trick me. Oh, oh, yes, yes, sir. Yeah, he's just so like it's it's so weird seeing that character change. So he's like, hey, hey, Marty, I got this package came for you or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's going on? You he, he went from here. Like, I mean, I know he was he kind of acted like a simpleton, but this makes him feel even more so, doesn't yeah, it? He's a complete moron. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, that his dad wrote the book has the picture of him in that radiation suit on the front, you know. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Yay, what was it, a... Wait, what was the title of the book? Do you remember? I do not. Ah uh, shit! I shouldn't have asked. I didn't think that it had any significance, but I was just wondering what if it was like the man from Planet Pluto or whatever the fuck you said the movie was going to be called. Uh, That'd uh, be a perfect man from do. Pluto. Nah, yeah, it wasn't that. But that, it was called wouldn't a, that be a, perfect though? Oh right, it was called a match made in space. Oh, there you go. Because it's like a love story. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, so after that, from what I recall. Marty, uh, I think Biff is the one who says, hey, I, I got yours done. Here's the keys, right? Right. And he's like, what? My, what are you talking about? It's over in the garage. Then he opens it up and there's this beautiful truck that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, the Toyota 4x4. Uh, yeah. Which was and a it, gorgeous truck as a kid. Even I was now. like, man, yeah, I, I like, I want that truck. That's a yeah. beautiful truck. Yeah. And then, uh, hey, mister, want to give me a ride? Yeah. And then it's his it's uh, his lady friend. What's her name again? Jennifer. Jennifer. That's right. Yeah. And the, the dumb thing Right. So he's like, oh, my God. And he's so happy to see her. But the, mm -hmm. the thing that is too convenient for me is she said, why are you looking at me like you haven't seen me in a week when he's <laughs> right. been gone? Like, you're going to estimate that time. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like, like it has been. you got to stay here for a week. And she's like, why are, you, why are you looking at me like you haven't seen me for exactly a week? Right. You know, when Come you're on. in love like that, why are, you, why are you looking at me like you haven't seen me in two and a half days? Yeah. How does she know? It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of silly. So after they're there talking, I think they're about to kiss. I don't think they actually do. Yeah. And then right. they get interrupted. And More here flashing. comes 
Yeah, here comes Doc flying in, and then he starts digging through the trash for some reason. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. What is he doing? And then uh, what the he Mr. says? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's digging through it's the trash it. because he has a new a new component that he connected to the vehicle, right? Doesn't need plutonium plutonium anymore. Now he has Mr. Fusion. I love when he puts it in, he throws the stuff in, and then he has the beer and he dumps the beer in, glug, 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 glug. And then he drops the cannon as well. It's like Yeah, might as well just throw the whole fucking thing in there. Yeah, why just put the beer in separate? That's just how you do it then, man. All right. And then he uh he once again says it, you have to come back to the future with me. Yep, yep. (laughs) Again. I love it when they do that. What's what do we come turn into assholes? No, Marty, it's your kids. Something's got to be done about your kids. And then uh, they get in the car. Oh, uh, bring that's right. Yeah. That's right. What is he? Uh, they say something about roads. Yeah. Roads where we're going. We don't need roads. Yeah. And then it fucking flies, dude. And then, it, yeah. yeah. So they saved money because they ran out of the budget. So they couldn't do yeah. the tri- time travel scenes anymore. But they were right. able to make the fucking DeLorean fly. That seems like dude. it was pretty costly. Uh, So... Here's the thing. Do they remember use practical we... effects for that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you, you remember Space when uh, they have the thing where he has to go save them from the from the cowboy, right? The, the 80s was such a thing where at the end of the movie, you, you give a little bit of a sneak peek of like, we can make another movie. You know, you have a teaser end there. So they had to have a teaser end here. Same thing. At the end there, it says to be continued in the version you saw, right? Yeah, like flash and screen. That actually wasn't there in the original theatrical release. They didn't do that until they had it on tape when they realized they were going to make a sequel. When they were like, we just made a bucket load of money. Because it performed well enough. Yeah, it performed pretty darn good. So, yeah. Um, Before we get to that, though, you have any uh, last last thoughts here? Uh, Just about the movie in general? Yeah. So, I know that I watched it as a kid. Like I told you earlier, I don't really remember watching it a whole lot, but I know that I watched it I do really like the movie. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. I thought it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. So uh, I will tell you, um, earlier I mentioned Teen Wolf, right? The other movie he made. Um, That was made before Back to the Future, but it released after Back to the Future. Weird. Uh, Back to the Future, uh, they rushed the Back to the Future um, uh, editing everything. It released like nine weeks after after filming was finished because they wanted to get it out as fast as possible. They had to get it out. They got it out on July 3rd because they wanted that summer blockbuster to happen. It was number one for 1985. Okay. Teen Wolf, for comparison, was 23rd place. Jeez. Yeah. So even though Back to the Future came out before and you had a Mark, you know, Michael J. Fox there went out to sell it, they still didn't sell very well with Teen Wolf. So yeah, number one in the box office for 1985. How much do you think that was? How much did Teen Wolf make again? A uh, Teen Wolf was twenty third place and what and was a uh, thirty three million, I believe it was. Okay. Yep, thirty three million. Uh, so I might go too high on this. Okay. But I'm gonna say one eighty. One eighty is actually higher. It's two ten. Holy! It, it was an amazing success. Holy! So, so I told you about how much trouble Robert Zemeckis had before this with those other movies like Used Cars and whatnot, where he yeah. wasn't making money. Uh, this was like proof in the pudding. Like, hey. This Robert Zemeckis guy is is a beast, you know? So this is what got him out there, huh? Yeah, this is what really, like, solidified him as being an amazing director. You know, he went off to make Back to the Future 2, 3, uh, went and made a uh, Frame Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump eventually. Like, he, this was kind of the real big hit that made him fly off the charts. Wow. So let's talk about the Rotten Tomato score. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 100, yep. I would say, factoring in nostalgia, 85. 
1985? Is it because it came out in 1985? Is that why you said that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's actually at 96. Wow. Yeah, it's got a really good score there. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I guess we got to give it our C stars now. Let's oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to eventually do five stars on a movie. So this is it. This is five stars for this me. This is I, your five star movie. I, I think I told you earlier, I've watched this movie at least a hundred plus times in, wow. in my life. So this is, this is one of those five star movies for me. All right. Uh, I don't think I'm quite at five stars just because I don't have the attachment that you have to it, yeah. but I will rank it my highest ever, which is four and a half. Four and a half. Four okay, and a half cool. Stars. There you go. So back to future is currently our, uh, our top film. Yeah, definitely our leader. And I mean, I think it, it kind of has everything. And because I don't have this emotional attachment, because I haven't watched it so much, I don't think that I nearly rank it, rank it as high as you do. But watching it a second time, I find all of these little things that I didn't see the first time. It's one of those movies that make you want to come back and watch it again, you know? Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of, a lot of hidden gems there. So awesome. All right. So, Chris, I heard we got some feedback <laughs> from our last yeah, episode. Uh... We had multiple people let us know that, uh, you know, when you uh, realized that I said Billy Joel instead of Billy Idol, I actually have been doing I remember that the whole show. Kind of teasing you the whole time. I remember the teasing you about it, right? I remember calling you on it and being like, Are "You sure it's Billy Joel? You sure?" Uh, and then you right. like, I got it. So you said it before then. Yeah, uh, when we were talking about White Wedding, one of our listeners let me know that I also said that Billy Joel sang White Wedding. Uh, multiple so right, listeners right told me the, this right there in the beginning, huh? Yeah. Fuck. I don't know yeah, how I didn't catch up. it. I mean, I guess we were I, just rolling with the. Uh, I, I probably said it in man. such like I, I said it so like so assuredly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna I mean, be right. <laughs> I didn't even second guess you. So yep. we're on a what? Did we not? We didn't. Mess, oh, we shit. We've messed up in every single one, right? Probably. No, no, no. So swingers, we did. Uh, we messed up with the Sir Mix a Lot thing. Yeah. We messed yep. up at all in Inner Space. Oh, I don't remember. Probably we somewhere. Good. Oh yeah, okay. So we have a twenty-five percent, uh, well, thirty-three percent success rate. We don't know if we messed anything up on this episode yet. We have oh, no I'm sure we messed up plenty. <laughs> let us know. Let us know where we messed up. I'm sure we did. Who yeah. knows how we're gonna mess up the next one? But speaking yeah. of the next one, I got Definitely. a quote for you. Okay, you ready? Yes. Promise me you'll never go bungee jumping in Mexico. Okay? They just don't have the regulations. <laughs> 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 so knowing knowing you for the past um how long has it been? Five years? Uh, Five or six, yes. I know that you know this movie. Yes, I do. Um, and I know that you've been waiting for it, and I hope that you're as excited as I am. I'm I am sure so you know excited. tons of stuff background-wise as well. But I... I might surprise you with some things that I tell you, and at the very least, you've forgotten most of it. Right? That's, I was gonna, gonna say I've forgotten gonna... more than I remember. So yeah. Yeah, this will be this will be a fun one. I'm excited. So I don't I don't think we need an after credit. Um I don't think we need an after credit review. You don't wanna here. you don't wanna you don't wanna play the tease, make people think about it right now. Because yeah. I mean I'm not yeah, I'm not the only one guessing here. They're guessing too. So they're gonna have to think about that until we get to the after credit here. Before we get to that, I want to remind you guys that you can find us on Facebook, Scuba Guys, just search for Scuba Guys. Email us at scuba guyscast at gmail.com or scuba guys podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you recently got us listed on Apple, Apple's iTunes thingy, uh, podcasts. Yeah. Right? Apple podcasts. Yeah. So it yeah. took a little jumping through hoops, but we're finally up there. So now instead of having to plug in the RSS feed, you could just search us on Apple podcasts and there we are. Fine. Fantastic. 
Don't you know, I do like Scuba Guys cast better than Scuba Guys podcast because cast is like a pun, like play on words for like yeah, fishing. Heck yeah, <laughs> more more water puns. It's I'm great. all about playing play on words. Yeah. So yeah, you should send it to scubaguyscast at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys think. Let us know where we screwed up. We didn't get any feedback on who did the better. Uh, well, actually, I did have one person tell me who did the better. Uh, the Louis Anderson? Louis Anderson, and right. I won. Oh, uh, well, of course you did. If, if there's anybody who disagrees with that, let us know. But I was told that I did a better well, we, we still We still got some time for more people to listen to uh to listen to that episode. Why don't yeah. you do a Doc Brown and we'll compare Doc Brown. Oh, huh? you you beat me there. Um, <laughs> Marty, Marty. Nope, I can't even do it. I All can't right. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one more thing. If you guys have any movies that you'd like to sneak in there and have us watch and deep dive into, shoot that out as well. I got tons of movies that was sent out by one listener, and I'm excited to share those with you, Chris, and we'll filter those in. But if anybody has one or two movies that's like your top movie, you think you're going to get a five- all across the board, let us know, especially if it's a hidden gem, because I love hidden gem movies. Definitely. Definitely. I agree, too. There, all, We'll share all sorts of interesting movies, and we love recommendations. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week with that secret movie that nobody knows about. No. And uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Farewell. farewell. Ah, there's your farewell. <laughs> ah. Hey everybody, Josh here. If you guys haven't figured out this not-so-secret uh, for Chris, the movie is Cable Guy. One of my absolutely favorite, one of my absolute favorite films, uh, Cable Guy. Love watching it growing up. I still watch it to this day, all the time. Uh, one of, I think, Jim Carrey's best films ever. Super excited to cover it with you guys next week. Tune in. See you there. Bye-bye.